Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Playthrough. Straight in there, Jim. Are you trying to just psych us out there just by launching in? You're starting before you even told us that you're going to start. That's that's oh. that's against the rules. It's against the rules. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a false start. start. <laughs> starting now then. <laughs> Welcome to episode 28 of Playthrough, the player log. Well, why do you say that again now? You just said that before, Jim. That's, that's a bit weird. <sighs> do you know what? I was I was like determined. I wasn't gonna let, I wasn't gonna let it affect me, but I don't even Take know where three. I am now. Did we see the episode number on the last episode? No. No. I just thought I'd bring it back. Quite right too. <laughs> More numbers. Back for good. <laughs> my name's Jim Middleton, and I'm joined by Chris Worthington. Yo, Jimbo. Andy Gilmore. Good evening. And Mads Christensen. Hello, Jim. <laughs> all right. How are we doing, chaps? We're all a bit giddy. We are. Mm. Looking forward to this. It, we're excited for this. And, and Nintendo Direct is going to be on whilst we're recording. Mm. Well, this That's is true. it. I was hoping to get away, but... Uh, <laughs> Not this right time. <laughs> got no chance. So when is it on? At 10? 10 o'clock, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, as Chris said, this is going to be a short one, so no worries. Just a short one. But before we do dive into it, we got an Apple Podcast review. Oh, did we? We did, we? We did yeah. Um, from Battered, why don't you, Battered Cod. Why don't you read it out? I will. Um, Basso, yeah, thank you, Battered Cod, for, your, for the review. Um, if anyone else wants to leave us a review on on whatever you listen to your uh, your podcasts on. It's much appreciated. But yeah, uh, they said, friendly, accessible, and informative. What more do you need to know? The titles of each episode give you what you need. Want to know more? Read the other reviews or buy a book on the universe. Or just go play Metroid Prime. Maybe we'll get a Metroid Prime Ooh, uh, yes. remake on the direct <laughs> later on. Um, mm. What? You don't like games? Get a life somewhere else. <laughs> what else you need to say? Nice. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you very much. The other thing I suppose we ought to mention briefly before we go into what we've been up to was EGX was cancelled. Yeah. So sniff sniff. Yeah, we we're changing our plans. Um Yeah. <laughs> on the fly. On the fly. <laughs> Adapt. <Yeah. laughs> That's some short lived excitement for that one. It was, yeah. <laughs> from from the statement that they released, it just looks like that, yeah, they, they yeah. didn't have the Too brand difficult. support, unfortunately. Yeah. When okay. is the London yeah. one? September. 
Oh, okay. It's normally in the autumn. Oh, it's quite a bit later. Yeah, because I just I saw they said that that was going ahead. I didn't even bother to check the dates. But yeah, fair enough. It's kind of six months later in the year. Makes sense. Yeah. It's very different as well. That's Res, isn't it? I really like that show. Uh, is it Res? No. It used so, to be Res. Um, the the one at the NEC was going to be Res. But it was going to be Res. The one that we were going yeah, to? Yeah, that was going to be Res. But they were going to have I like, like Res. New stuff as well as uh, the, like the the bigger developers um, were, were going to be there as well. They were hoping they were as well as the indie okay. stuff. Yeah, as it turned out, no one wanted to be there. So, yeah. so what are we doing instead? Going to arcade club and getting drunk. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Getting on the hazy jeans. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I'd just, I think I'd just about stomach them again. Maybe yeah. <laughs> get some copping up. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Should be good. So, yeah, if anyone is um, heading up to Arcade Club that weekend, I think it's the 4th and 5th of March. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, so say hello. I still need to book my hotel. Ah, I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow, promise. Put it on the list of things to do, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah be good. Now, I'm looking forward to it. I've missed the last one. Can't wait to get up there and see you guys and play some arcade games and a few beers. It'll be really good. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. It'll be good fun. Yeah. So... Shall we find out what we've been up to? Let's. That's, who's going to lead us off? Chris, what have you been up to? Oh, so it feels like it's been ages since we recorded, but it actually hasn't. It's only been a couple of weeks. But I think because this was a shorter section of The Last of Us, I think I'd finished it and within about three days of our recording. It was like, right, when are, when are we going to record again? So it feels like it's been a long time. So I had a bit of downtime because I've, I've tapped out of the Retro Asylum Game Club this month because... I found Tower of Doom to be a bit of a slog. And anyone who's listened to that Retro Asylum episode will know that I found Tower of Doom to be a bit of a slog. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I most definitely did. So um, Mads drafted in uh, one of our Retro Asylum listeners and playthrough listeners, Kit Mark Billund, to uh, help out this one. So I've had a bit of, a, bit of a break from that. Um, so I finished the original Metroid, OG Metroid, in the past few days, which was horrendous. Um, <laughs> but you finished wow. it. <laughs> I finished OG Metroid on real hardware, oh, and I didn't use one save state. Well done. So, but it, I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> and and I wouldn't recommend that anybody tries it. To be honest, <laughs> do you think like it would have been better if you'd used save states? Or yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely would have. Just inputting that pass that dratty password that you have to put in. Every time you load the thing mm-hmm. up, at least it would have saved me having to do that, which was a you know a cool little novelty at first. Feels like you're on real hardware when you're having to put in a 24 character password. Yeah. But by the 50th time you've done it, it's kind of not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and especially and then, with a gamepad. Th- yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and one when you keep forgetting which button is delete and which button is select, yes. so you keep deleting your previous character as well. No fun. And is it? Yeah, I think with the password, is it? Does it actually give you like a snapshot of where you are? Because I remember on some of the passwords yeah, on on games that I played back in that that sort of period. I think Dragon's Trap, yeah. Wonder Boy Three was one that gave you a, yeah. a password as a save, but it didn't give you like a snapshot of your current loadout or anything like that. I think it almost sort of gave you a snapshot of roughly where you were sort of thing yeah no this is reasonably good so obviously anyone who's played the og metro will know there are kind of three distinct uh there are yeah three distinct areas two distinct areas and one uh and two but so there's like just four distinct areas that it, it can 
it can set you off at. So if you if you die in the middle of Norfair, for instance, which is the fiery fiery bit, um, it it will then you will then re- if you die and then continue without switching it off, you'll go back to the elevator taking you down to Norfair. If you make a note of the password there when you start again, it will put you on that elevator. Mm. But what what it so what it does it records how many missiles you've got. So it will save that the exact number of missiles, uh, and it will record how what power ups you've picked up, and it will record how many extra energy tanks you've you've managed to gather. What it what it doesn't do, and it, and it kind of makes sense because it's starting you as if you'd lost your life because it gives you the password when you've lost your life. Every time you lose your life, and Metroid is is infamous for this. So let's say you've got seven energy tanks, it will start you off with thirty health. No full energy tanks, yeah. just 30 health. <laughs> so really what you then need to do is spend 10 or 15 minutes grinding for the health to fill your energy tanks. Because if you're going to take on a boss, you need to make sure you've got a reasonably full energy. Mm. So it took 10, 15 minutes every time grinding for the energy. It fill the energy and then you go off and you do your thing. Yeah, and again, when, when I first started, the first hour or so, it's like, it's fine because you haven't really got that big an energy tank uh, capacity anyway but by the time you get to the end it literally would take 10-15 minutes just before you could do anything just grind away kind of find a little pipe shoot some critters so they drop the energy orbs and then fill it up and it wasn't fun and then the final boss crikey Andy I know you played Metroid not so long back but that final area and the the mother brain boss knowing that if you die you're going back to the start of the area where you've got to grind for 10, 15 minutes again to fill your health. Horrendous. Just no fun at all. At all. No fun without save states. Uh, no. So this was old school hard, not like these modern Metroids that are just so easy. Right, Jim? But it wasn't even hard, to be honest. I mean, it wasn't like it was difficult. Like the, It was reasonably hard in places, but it's not hard. Mm. It's just tedious just teasing yeah, him a bit be because i know he's been having a bit of trouble with metroid dread right <laughs> I am, yeah a little a lot of trouble <laughs> yeah just before i'll tell you what just before we segue into metroid dread then what came first return of samus or uh, super metroid it's metroid 2 return of samus yeah. that one and uh, pretty sure hmm. mm. super metroid's yeah. good you, uh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> 2024. But um, yeah, yeah I've, I've been playing, still playing Metroid Dread. That, that game, I'm just having a love-hate relationship with it. So <laughs> the exploration, it's the same as like Metroid Prime. The exploration is just incredible. Love it. But then I'm sort did of got see- into... Go Sorry, I was gonna say, did you see that that's now become the best-selling Metroid game? Or it's just no, about I to didn't. become the best? Yeah, I was absolutely amazed by this. Oh, so correct. it's it's on course. I think it needs to sell another 100,000 units and it's the best-selling Metroid game of all time. And I think it's something like 2.74 million units. I was quite amazed by that. If you think, like, you'd automatically associate with Nintendo, Mario, Zelda and Metroid as kind of the three big franchises and you always think of them as being multi-million sellers. But it was saying that Metroid is quite unique in that given how high a regard it's held within both the Nintendo and then the kind of the wider gaming community, the the sales figures are actually relatively low compared to the other franchises. Um, and I see Dread's about to become the best-selling, best-selling Metroid ever. 
It's the switch effect, isn't it? Everything just seems to sell on that system. Well, there's just so many machines out there, isn't there? Nice. I think I just read the other day that the Switch has now sold more units than the Wii. Can that be true? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Mm. And wow. it's, it keeps yeah. on selling. And, and it's, nowhere ne- it's nowhere near finished. No, no. Oh, no, no. They'd be crazy, They'd be crazy to try territory. and bring a new one out yeah. at the moment, wouldn't they? Oh, completely. Yeah. Why would you when it's still selling like it is? Yeah. There's the, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was off the camp that Switch Pro would be, or some kind of Switch 2 will be announced this year, yeah. but yeah, I don't think it will now. I thought it was, it was going to be Christmas last year, but uh, nope. Yeah. yeah. What a machine. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I got one of the, um, the OLED models. So that'll, that'll keep me busy for a little while. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, Metroid Dread. Ah, so I, I've just sort of into the back end of it now, but it's just been a, a boss rush really the the exploration side of it has, has sort of reduced a, a quite a bit it's all the exploration side of it now is you know you're trying to unlock like energy containers and your missiles and stuff like that rather than sort of unlocking brand big massive new sprawling new areas but yeah it's just turned into a bit of a ro- boss rush um and yeah it's just souring it a little bit for me really i'll get past are I'll you get, near the end then yeah i think so i've had a look online and I'm on the second to last boss. So I, I was stuck okay. on one for a couple of days. Um, if anyone who's played it, it's the Experiment Z57. So I was stuck on that for a Rolls little bit. And in the end, I just looked on YouTube. I was, I was stuck on it for a couple of days, looked on YouTube, and all oh, right, that's what I need to do. Did it. <laughs> did it pretty much like next, if not the next go. It was like in the next couple of goes. Um, but I've been using, I've started using like Amiibos to get energy back mid-boss and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> hate, hating myself. <laughs> yeah, but if it means that you then progress through the game and you finish it without getting overly, well, you're already at that stage, but if you can finish it without too many more frustrations, then yeah. surely that's better than putting it back on the shelf incomplete and never coming back to it and feeling a bit disgruntled with it. Yeah, definitely. I think I've got to that stage now where I've got to see it out. But yeah, yeah, it's a shame because I'm. I do like I said, I do really love the exploration side to it. But yeah, other than that, that's that's just been eating up my time. What about you, Andy? What have you been up to, mate? Post the last play of the Last of Us, I have I've been not quite properly sucked in yet. I'm I'm teetering on the edge. It's going to go one or two ways with the Pocky and Rocky high score challenge over in the Retro Asylum. Oh, you're doing really good. Month. It's a really good game. It's mm. one of these ones where I sat down and, again, prime example of why the game club and I guess hopefully something like Playthrough, the format is so good. I, I sat down and played Pocket Rocky a couple of games and I thought, oh, yeah, it's fine. I can take it or leave it. And I thought, no, I'll just see what I can do on the next one or whatever. And after probably about 20 minutes of playing it, I thought, actually, this is quite good. I've got a SNES Classic that sat there with literally hundreds of SNES games on it and I can guarantee you that had it not been for the game club I would have put it on had a quick shot of it and just gone on to the next game on to the next game on to the next game but I had a quick look at the Discord channel and saw that some people were posting some scores I was like oh that seems like a pretty decent score already to be (laughs) honest and so you just sort of start to see right I'll see how I can I'll play it for an hour and see where that gets me and like all these things as you start to scratch away at these games obviously they were just designed to be played differently and or I would have played them differently back then. 
and it's it's actually a really really enjoyable game I, I think so far it's not quite reached at this stage the kind of the hook it hasn't hooked me in the same way as maybe something like metal slug did or whatever i wouldn't yeah. say it's not got that final la- layer of polish on it that something like metal slug did i would have said there's a few things a few quirks in it about the way that it plays it just makes it slightly not not necessarily frustrating just less enjoyable and mm. i think just maybe the buy there's a couple of design choices that again for the same reasons, make it slightly less enjoyable than something that you can properly learn, I would suggest. But it's really good fun. And it, I think it looks like it's going to be quite a uh, a well-contested high score month as well. So I've been chipping away that. Basically, it's got me hooked enough that I ended up buying an arcade stick because I was convinced a bad workman and all that. So um, clearly it's a joypad that's holding back my scores at the Absolutely, moment. So yeah, um, so, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've got a, a new arcade stick that's hopefully arriving tomorrow, which again, there was a few people over on the Retro Asylum Discord that were so helpful with just, it's a nice thing about all these Discord channels, just how much help is readily, readily available there for you. So yeah. um, some guys helped me pick out one quite quickly. It's the 8-bit do one or 8-bit do, however you want to say mm. it. I say it's, 8-bit supposedly do. it's a really, really good stick and you should be yeah. able to switch out the, the buttons and stick if you want for real arcade components. But I think it's actually quite good, but just the stick itself. Exactly that, yeah, so apparently so. So, I think, uh, How do you connect that to the um, SNES Mini, Andy? Well, this is what I'm waiting to find out. So I have got, they've obviously got that unique port on them for the controllers, mm. but there yeah, is... Funny little thing. Yeah, it's basically 8-bit do make one, albeit it's only it can only be used on the SNES Classic, but it's just a Bluetooth transmitter, and it just connects over Bluetooth right. the joystick. Um, yeah. okay. I'm assuming, uh, both from their website and from, from what people have said, that it works pretty flawlessly, I think, because yeah, I think work. you can get you can get just a general Bluetooth connection, and then I think there's a few of them that you get the specific 2.4 gigahertz wi- uh, wireless yeah. connection that I think is a bit more stable and a bit better. But I think the nice thing about that this joystick is that it's got all things. It's got a, a USB C connection, it's got a yeah. wireless connection or Bluetooth connection. So Great. I should be able to get it working, and then yeah. I can use it on all my other consoles because obviously I've got the Mega Drive Mini as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I was USB, thinking about, isn't it that one? It is, yeah. yeah. So I've got uh, an eight bit two USB connector as well, so I should be able to use it with that. But uh, I, I was chuckling to myself, Mads, when I was ordering the uh, the joystick. I, I just had visions of you shaking your head at me in shame because I, I think I think I'm actually regressing as I get older in terms of like the uh, the controls that I need to be using because never mind using keyboards and mice i'm going from joy pads i'm actually going backwards i'll be i'll simply just be using a joystick <laughs> and one button that's uh that seems to be mm. basically I, 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 I think it's I, I don't know i just quite like arcade controls these days there's something yeah, about i'll, I'll them, never yeah. shake my head at you for, for using an arcade stick mate that that seems like the right way of playing this game i've, I've only been yeah. playing it with the with the snes control pad but uh i, I would actually try it like to try it with a with an arcade stick. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see. I, th- I think it could make quite a big difference. So mm. we'll, we'll try that it and see how it goes on. It wasn't a port from the arcade, was it? It was made. No. Um, it's based. There is an earlier game in the series, though, or it's a spiritual successor, Mads, to an arcade game. I think I read. I think you may be right. Yes, I'm not sure if it I'm was sure an arcade game or whether it was just an earlier NES game. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was some kind of bit quasi because there's mm. actually a new Pocky and Rocky game coming yeah, out this year on Switch. Mm. Yeah, which is if that was in if that that was either a happy coincidence and we've had a couple of those at the moment. Yep. It's either a happy coincidence or some uh, 
So, so, some great work. <laughs> that's <Kiss> it. Part. <laughs> Influencers, Chris. That's us. Are you still? Are you still top of the leaderboard, Easy Andy? I wish. No, I got trumped fairly quickly by my old nemesis, Jamie Jazz. Your nemesis. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I saw this happening. I was just like, right, I, I, renewed. I, I thought, I, I don't have this in me again. Please, somebody else put a decent <laughs> score up on the board. But no, King Kong Groover put up about 277,000, I think. So, <laughs> okay. I'm like. J- Jamie Jazz 80 guy is great, isn't he? Like, he doesn't, you don't hear from him, and then a high score game comes on and he just absolutely rinses the leaderboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I, I'm like some old landlocked pirate that's just sat, and then all of a sudden I've just, I've smelt the sea breeze and just longed to hear the roar of the cannons again, and I'm going to go back, and I just know that I'm going to end up, it's going to go one of two ways. I'm either just going to bow out early and be happy with that, or I'm just going to get completely obsessed with it. And I'll... Oh dear, there we go. <laughs> How many levels are on that game? Do you know? No, no. I haven't had time to dive no, in probably seen... myself yet. Yeah. I, I think I think a one credit clear is possible on it. Somebody will do a one credit mm. clear on it. I would have thought, but you will. As to how you what, will, as to, I don't have any mads. I honestly don't. <laughs> I'm not that man anymore. I still remember <laughs> our battles on uh, Metal Slug Three. That was epic. <laughs> yeah, that was a great month. Mm. That was. Yeah, that was good fun. That was good. Vintage. Yeah. 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 So we'll see, but I think yeah. See, the top of the table is about two hundred seventy-seven thousand. It'll be at least twice that that ends up winning it. Definitely, mm. there's loads. There's loads of points yet to be had there. Yeah, awesome. Well, as soon as picks yeah. picks it up, it's it's going to be millions instead. I dare say, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, wait till he starts. Mm. And just before we go to Mads, just congrats for uh, getting back in the uh, back in the air again. Like yeah, absolutely. Again. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I was chatting to Chris quickly before we came on. So that was, I went, well, I've done a, a few days at work at the tail end of last year, which was basically just a continuation of revalidating and retraining. But I was saying to Chris, I actually had to look at my logbook and it was it was 99 weeks ago was the last time that I went, that I left my house. I just went and I did a normal day of work and then came home no again. Way. Yeah, it's pretty wow, crazy. It's amazing. I've yeah. done more flying than you then in the last 99 days, <laughs> flying around on <laughs> flight sim. This is it. Well, I, had, I had you on speed dial just in case I got a little bit stuck about anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim, just there, quickly, quickly fire up flight sim if you wouldn't mind. Just, just go and check this out for me because I'm not 100% sure on this. And I've got a few people down the back that like, they'd like to know an answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just let me know what like RT does and, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what triangle do yeah. in the plane? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> no, it, it was nice. It, it was such a nice day because it was literally the most normal life has felt for a long time. So my kind of bread and butter work day is that I I leave the house at sort of four half four in the morning, and without a doubt, I always it's where I do all my listening to podcasts. Usually, uh, primarily retro. That was basically how I got into retro asylum. Was it was just a random podcast that I picked up to start listening to on the commute, and it was quite an emotional. I, I reversed out the driveway, set off, and then. Obviously, the Retro Asylum theme tune. It was the one with uh, that you did with um, Kit Mads on the the one doing the the, the picks for the mm, yeah. game club. So, so I listened to that on the way through, and uh, obviously it was when I did the day's work, and then came home and listened to. I got onto the Sensible Soccer one on the way back home again, and then I got back. Oh, I just like this is what life is. I remember what life used to be like, yeah. and mm. we're not a million mm. miles off being back to that stage now, for me at least. And hopefully, that's going to be the same for everybody else. You know, everybody's there or thereabouts sometime soon. Yeah, it wasn't actually that bad after all, was it? <laughs> I think we're all starting to realise that life, like twenty twenty nineteen, actually 
wasn't really that bad. No, <laughs> I would happily, I would happily just have 2019 repeating for the rest of my life if it, if it means yeah. so you don't get any more of this. So <laughs> yeah. it's uh, given what's happened since. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, we're going in the right direction. Long may it continue. <laughs> Absolutely. And to that, I open another Andy beer. In the, Andy in the pit of cock. Yes, it was pungent, pungent, a pungent pit of cock. (laughs) You dirty man. (laughs) Mads. What have I been up to? to, buddy? Yeah. Um, Not a lot, actually, gaming wise. Playing a bit of uh, Pocky and Rocky, and it it seems like a great game, but sadly, my uh, Super Famicom has died, so. I'm, I've, I've been spending more time trying to get it actually running than playing it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably be playing this on uh, on the Mister, which is, is perfect as well. So no worries there. But actually, yeah, that is one of the few Super Nintendo games that actually has a few glitches on the on the Mister, but uh, works mm-hmm. fine as well. So no worries there. But apart from that, I forget how long is it since we recorded. Did I talk two about weeks. my Goblins Two endeavors? I'm, I'm still working my way through that, yeah. but. Uh, Apart from that, I haven't really been gaming, have I? No, no, not at all. And I'm going to play Goblins as well, aren't I, Matt? Oh, yes. We need to, uh, you, you've suggested we do an episode on the Goblins series, which is a good idea. And uh, we four are due to record a Retro Asylum episode on Monkey yes. Island, which we must we do. We must do, yeah. yeah. I've got uh, Monkey Island 2 downloaded, actually. That was on oh. the Steam sale, so I've got okay. that yeah. to get through. Just get cool. Metroid Dread out of the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to, I would be really interested to know what you think about Monkey Island 2 having only just played Monkey Island because it that I think it's it's very divisive Monkey Island 2 it's got people who absolutely love it and there's people who just say uh not as good what mm. crazy people mm. f- I I think it's my favorite game in the whole series yeah. but there's there's definitely those who think that you, the, the first was never topped how far apart were the two games I disagree that the second one is just bigger and better. And uh, I mean, it's crazy that it was only one year between the two releases, if I recall correctly, because the 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 move in graphical fidelity and the iMuse system that they introduced in in Monkey Island Two is just it's crazy how much they did in a year. Those guys, yeah. Mm. And it's really for some people as well. It's the last true Monkey Island game that was ever made. I I quite enjoy Monkey Island Three as well. So. I love Curse as yeah. well, I, I, and I enjoy Tales, but yeah, Curse was great, but it's the last one that Ron Gilbert was involved yeah, in directly. I actually really, really want to replay Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah. For some reason, that, that pops into my head often these days. I just want to go back yeah. and find El Boyo Diablo. So uh, I played it about two or three years ago was the last time I played it, and it, it's uh, that that. That bit, that poyo, yeah. it never, get, <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Mm. Very, very good. In Monkey Island, is it Monkey Island 2? Is there one of the puzzles where you have to basically cough up a, a big flame or yes. see how far you yes. get? How, 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 how far the into right the game samples. is that? <laughs> right. How far How far in? Yeah. Is that quite early Midway. on? Midway. Is it? You see, I've got a distinct memory of that. And I, I think I remember saying I had a very short dabble with primarily always consoles and then I got an A1200 around about the time of I guess it had been it was first year at secondary school so that was primary uh, sorry 91 that was and I, I remember it to this day is that there was a boy in my reception class that had an Amiga as well that offered to swap games with me and I just bought <laughs> and not actually played very much of uh, the Chaos Engine so I had this beautiful mm, boxed yeah. copy of the Chaos Engine 
No, you didn't. Now you're just saying that no one had beautiful box stuff on the Amiga. <laughs> I did. I did. Did you? Yes. Well done, you. Yes. So this is the whole thing. I remember chatting to him and he was like, oh, I can swap. I'll swap you a couple of games for the Chaos Engine if you want. Just a, a temporary swap. I was like, yeah, great. No worries. I'd played it a little bit and I hadn't quite fallen in love with it. So I was like, yeah, I'll try something else. He's like, do you want Monkey Island 1 and 2? So right enough, reception class, pitched up. Here's me bring out my pristine box copy of the Chaos Engine. He brings out a bunch of scabby discs with handwritten labels on them, which I think, from what oh, I gather, no. is was pretty much what the Amiga scene was all about. And we swapped them over. And then uh, I went back home and obviously started playing Monkey Island. And again, kind of, I bounced off it a wee bit because obviously it wasn't quite uh, the, sort of the, the console games that I was used to. And so after about a week, I thought, Do you know what, I just quite like my copy of the Chaos Engine back. And the bastard had buggered off. He'd gone. He'd, he'd, he transferred schools, and so I think he obviously he, he obviously he, he obviously knew that this was coming up, and I think he was just going round everybody trying to swap as much as possible. So brilliant. Yeah, I rep. So Gary Nugent, if you're listening, I want my box <laughs> copy of the Chaos Engine back. Thank you very much. It's probably worth a few quid now as well. I bet it is. Yeah, exactly. I bet he's off to CEX <laughs> right now. Yeah, Gary <laughs> Nugent. Yeah. Yeah, playthroughs most wanted. Mm, yeah, Gary Nugent. I will find you. Track him down <laughs> on Facebook or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so other than that, though, Mads. All, all no, good. no, no more news, mate. No more news. Cool. Right. Where did we get to then? At the end of um, the second episode. I remember. Do you want to take us? Take us through it. So no. Ellie oh, I thought you said no. Very... <laughs> yeah. So, not really, no. <laughs> no, actually, I was going to sit here quiet for a couple of hours. <laughs> so, Elliot, we'd, in part one, Elliot made her way to the aquarium and Abby. had mercy. Oh, Ellie, uh, ah, no, this is, in that part. Sorry. No, I'm just re- I'm recapping. Yeah, sorry, if you're, you're, uh, you're going to do a really, really long recap then. We, we just, no, no, could no. Could we just insert the last episode here instead? So, Ellie had murdered, mercilessly murdered Abby's friends, and she uh, had uh, hightailed it back to the theatre where Abby had come and found her. Um, and uh, there was a showdown. We cut to Abby. Abby had gone. Uh, she was. She gone off. Then we played a bit of Abby in the last episode. She then got off looking for her friend Owen, who was also at the aquarium. Uh, and we left off on the last episode when Abby had got to the aquarium, had reconnected, shall we say, with her friend Owen, mm. uh, and was and she'd had a uh, had a fit of conscience because she'd left uh, the two seraphites who'd saved their life when uh, some other seraphites had hung her from a tree, uh, and they cut her down, and she'd managed to get them to some kind of compound. One of them was badly injured. Yara was badly injured. She had a broken arm, which looked like it was going to be infected. Uh, Abby had, the way Abby does, very coldly left them to go and find Owen. Having found Owen, she's now decided she is going to go back and help Yara and Lev because she feels that they are children and they will, if they're found by the Seraphites, they'll be killed. So, yeah, we were about to head back to, to see them. Yeah. 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 And then that's going to be like the basis, really, for the whole of the day two, isn't it? We're going to be tracking down Lev, Lev and Yara, yeah, and then um, and, and going where where we go with with one of them. Um, 
And Liv and Yara are two funny characters, really, because they they are they they represent Abby's own loss of innocence because these these kids are innocent and they are outcasts like Abby feels herself mm. i mean she she's mm. she's still a fire firefly at heart yeah. and not a not a wolf or anything else so she doesn't feel like she actually belongs anywhere and after she's finally gotten her revenge everything's falling down around her i mean uh, mentally she's uh, figuring out that she has broken herself and destroyed her life just uh, looking for revenge so now she's trying to redeem herself in some ways by by saving her old, own innocence her own uh, saving herself as a child really i i, I love that I, I i loved the fact that when we left it the last time i always let the next episode just play out without controlling yeah. anything just to see where where yeah. it's going because i'm not sure that's going to be played again <laughs> when i load the game i was yeah. so looking forward to uh, diving into the story and actually getting back reconnecting with Lip and yara and see where that takes abby because that's such yeah. a for me at least such a natural part of the storytelling yeah, 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 I enjoyed it. You see her becoming more and more sort of human, don't you? But then, yeah, exactly. Where exactly. we get where we finish off, it mm. it goes like full circle again. She even says just, herself, just pitch, as I, I think we talked about at some point, isn't it out of character for her to to go back and and, and even care about these guys because she's killed so many seraphites? But she even says herself at some point. I think Yev asks her, or maybe let. Uh, Yara or Lev ask her what, why she's doing that and she says because I have to and, and it is mm-hmm. she is trying to redeem herself for being a really really bad person the last many many years because of her hatred and her lust for revenge yeah just stick a pin in that because I, I do want to come back to that when we get to the hospital okay uh, I, I just, it's a mm-hmm. really interesting take Mads and I must say as you know it's one of the probably a uh, a bit of the story I've struggled with, and I just want to, go, yeah, definitely want to come back to that when we get to the hospital. Still struggling with it, mate, or or well, just what, yeah, but I'd like it. Your your take on it's really interesting. It's not really something I'd considered. Okay, uh, hmm. so I'm in, I'm really interested. But there's just yeah, let let's let's let the thing progress, and then when when we get to the hospital, and when she's been through what she goes through to get there, mm. we'll just kind of we'll just circle back to yeah, it. cool, cool. So the first area that we're going to run into uh, is. In the last episode, we literally, we'd all sort of felt that the game was starting, these like encounters were starting to build up a little bit too too frequently for us. And we all legged it through this area before. But we go back down and instead of the area being full, so it's full of ISO containers everywhere. And instead of it being full of infected, now it's full of scars. Gives you a couple of options here where you can sort of go over the top of the containers or you can and sort of try to go stealthily, or you can go along the ground stealthily, or take them all on. Anyone sort of try and take them head head on? I I went across the top of the containers, took out a couple with um with quiet weapons, and then basically made a beeline for the door just to get in, just to get out of the area. All dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I accidentally it. triggered them. I, love I, it. I, I tried being stealthy, and and then one of them saw me, and then I just had to kill them all. <laughs> But I think maybe you can trigger it. I think there's two parts to this battle. I mean, you trigger a handful initially when you just go down a level. Mm. And then there's some more behind the... the, There's a truck there, actually. When you get behind that point, there's some more there. So I got those behind the truck. I got all stealthily. But the first part of the battle, I really wanted to be stealthy. I I was there with my crossbow and I was thinking, I'm just going to shoot this guy. And then I totally missed and everybody saw me. And (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love Andy's things. commitment to full-on murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hundred percent. 
Yeah, pipe bombs and the shotgun with incendiary <laughs> shells. That's my modus operandi, the subtle approach. Mm. Uh, How do they work? I've still not unlocked that oh, power it's a, of oh, the incendiary it's, shell. It's, amazing, yeah. it, it's effectively like a shotgun shot, albeit more powerful, and it sets them on fire at the same time. It's spectacular. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. It really mm. is. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a thinking man's weapon, Chris. It's yeah, <laughs> it came in handy for me later on. That's for sure. Can you guys? Yeah. Ro- can you remind me? I couldn't remember if I was thinking of a Rockstar game, which is generally a fairly standard part of it. At the end of when you finish The Last of Us, does it give you anything by the way of stats of enemies killed and all it, the, the first break? game gave us gave us stats? Yeah, I think yeah, it gave so, the deaths but, and things but, like that. But yeah, not not right. until you'd finished it. So no. I, I'm quite interested to see what my running total is by the end of it. Can't remember whether there's anything in the options menu here where you can get to that. Well, I haven't I dug around in that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was maybe a post-game thing that it gave you a, a breakdown of kind of how you'd, how you'd gone about it. Mm. Yeah, mm. we'd have to see. I'm sure there was something on Last of Us 1, wasn't yeah, there? there was, I think yeah, so. sure there was. I think yeah. so, yeah. It had like, I think it had shiv kills and all this sort of stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. there definitely was. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. This, this, I like this encounter, to be honest. I did what I'm doing now with most encounters where I'm kind of killing enough of them to clear the path mm. to where I need to get to. And then I'm making a run for it. And, and that, yeah, that amps up the tension nicely for me. The only thing here, and this, you know, this, it's not perfect, of course. And we're picking holes a little bit here. But do you ever find that in, in encounters like this where like, you're raising a shutter, the sound of the shutter yeah. going up doesn't, doesn't alert, and I think John V or Morpin, one of them on Discord, pointed this out as well. Mm. You, know, you can make as much noise with things like the shutter going up and down as you want, and it won't alert anybody. Yeah. And um, but but you know, you, if you tiptoe too loudly, then they're right onto yeah. you. Yeah. Which a, a little immersion breaking if you think about it too much it happens a few times in the encounters. Mm. But this was another one where I was frantically opening the shutter, hoping that nobody would see me, and they didn't. And then I thought, God, that was quite loud. Why aren't they banging down the door? And they weren't. And, hey. It's, it's a game. Ooh, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what I did do? I did unlock here the scope for the crossbow, which is very mm. cool. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys all got that? Yeah. yeah. And after what Andy said in the last episode, I've put a scope on my rifle as well. Which came in, yeah, that came cool, in really it? handy again yeah. later on. Okay. Yeah, and have, and have you guys been using the pills for Abby? Yes, because yeah. you both. I think you and Mads and Andy both said that you hadn't used them last yeah. night. Yeah, well, I've been using them extensively. Yeah, so mm. mine's okay. Mine's pretty much. I I've been using them from the get go, and you guys get okay. some really good stuff for them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, mm. you definitely. Yeah, Mads must have had a field them. day. So, so now, now she's a super superhuman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just pick up some old pills that've been lying around for twenty years, and you'll be you'll be all good. Yeah, it makes you can inc- you can inc- you can increase her health beyond what you can do with Ellie's as well, can't you? Her health goes a little mm. bit further around. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I've got the full circle now, haven't I? Almost. It makes yeah. a it makes a big difference because obviously the things like you can craft six instead of four pipe bombs or craft and carry yeah. six mm, instead yeah, of four. Uh, same with the incendiary shell. So it's actually actually makes the game easier so if you weren't using them for sure you're actually making the game more difficult for yourself so you've done well not to use them mm. I'd say <laughs> did you use them for Ellie Mads or yes. was it just Abby that you'd I, I just forgotten for, uh, for Abby I used to for okay. yeah definitely 
eventually Abby gets to back to the cabin and she finds Yara and uh, Yara's in a really bad way. And then it cuts to the aquarium. Uh, Abby has carried Yara there uh, looking for Owen and Mel to help. Mel asks, Yara's turning into Hellboy, isn't she? She looks <laughs> yeah, like Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not looking good. It's definitely not dislocated, um, which, which is what we thought at the end, uh, what, what, what uh, Abby thought in the last uh, last episode. I did think that was a bit funny if that was only, the only thing that was wrong with that arm after being beaten repeatedly with a, with <laughs> yeah. a big hammer. So, Yeah. Well, I assumed that she got some kind of infection or something. Hmm. Well, I think I'm, maybe I'm just trying to get it straight in my mind why she looks so bad. Well, I think it actually, that, that the whole thing, compartment syndrome that uh, they, that Mel says that she's uh, suffering mm. from. Yeah. Is, is a thing. Is, is when the, when, I'm not sure when the bone is completely severed or so there's something wrong and it's being, the, the, your body is kind of ejecting the, the whole area and saying, I, I can't mm. have oh, that. Cool. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard about that. I've got a note on that. I'd never heard of compartment syndrome before. Uh, I think I've heard it before, but I'm no doctor, mate. So uh, <laughs> I could be completely wrong. It's funny that Mel Mel says that, and Abby um, she asks who did it as well, and Abby has to defend herself and say it wasn't her. Mm. So yeah. we, all, we all know she's she's more than capable. Mm. But yeah, it, it yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Mel Mel immediately assumes, doesn't she? Yeah, that it was her. Yeah, like like you said, she's got compartment syndrome, and the arm needs to be amputated. So Lev and Abby have now got to go to a scar hospital to get some supplies so that they can carry out the, the operation just before Abby leaves. Owen stops her to ask about the night before. So we're, we're the, uh, they got together on the boat. Abby says she doesn't care about it. And then walks, walks out the door, just sort of cuts him dead and, and walks out the door. So they, they're going to a wolf hospital. Right? Is it a wolf hospital? Was it? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. And then they haven't cleared out one of the floors when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So basically to get there, to get to the hospital, we're going to go through like loads of wrecked buildings, crossing the flood water as you go. There's a little bit of sort of janky platforming when we're going over the uh, flood water here. But you sort of jump in between um, like like broken away sort of um, highway and, and stuff. I didn't think the actual the platforming mechanics, if you want to even call it that, I didn't think were particularly great. But as far as the setting was concerned, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I thought that was oh, really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah I, I absolutely loved this whole section. So, yeah. any of you guys fallen? No, no. Oh, I should have tried that. I, I tried that, and <laughs> and uh, it, it's not an instant kill. You'd think it is, but you actually get a chance of ah, grasping at something and and pulling yourself okay. up again. Yeah, yeah. that's good. There's been quite a few occasions where I haven't done that as well. Where I, I've thought that there's probably there's been quite a few situations where you find yourself where you thought I bet there's a, a death animation here yeah. or I bet there's yeah and I, I haven't bothered to do it because I think actually I'm enjoying this too much I want to keep playing but mm. it's it's probably worthwhile doing as you say just to see all these things because obviously just everything every other part of the world is so realised that of course of course we'll have done that as well yeah so I make it sound as if it was on purpose I just fell in but uh, I got it <laughs> someone spent days on those animations you've not cared to look at Andy mm. Gilmore I know yeah yeah well I've explored all the death animations so I don't feel quite so bad the, like the, the enemy death animations that's okay mm. yeah the sound design is awesome here as well like the, the sound of the water and how it changes as you get higher yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really really cool again attention to detail is 
incredible on the sound. Just this subtle changes as you move around. And I, I had good, good headphones on playing this and volume up high. And you really do get the fidelity through and how much attention they've put into yeah. every little movement just slightly changes the sound. So good. <laughs> We're making our way up through some apartments. And nice little puzzle here where we um, you had to get a code to open one of the safes to get some supplies. It was a letter. Basically, the safe code was uh, the apartment number. Mm. Oh yeah, and the, na- the neighbor's apartment. Get nothing too taxing, but I had to. I had to look at a walkthrough for this. <laughs> of course you did, Chris. <laughs> no, it didn't. I was going to say <laughs> not for this. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't give you the neighbor's number, does it? It gives you your apartment, their yeah. apartment yeah. number, and then you go one either side mm. of it. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. You have to deduce. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where Lev Parker's across what's left of the flooring. Did anyone else completely miss the door on the left and then try to follow Lev? So you you we're up no. in the apartments. Lev sort yeah. of parkers over these like like girders or something. But mm. and she says no way. Abby um, oh, is yeah. supposed to yeah. go to the left mm. and sort of cut round. Well, I tried to uh, follow Lev over the girders. And <laughs> Abby's no good try. at Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so that just was just that an instant death animation, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just on a note, had you guys noticed up until this point Abby's vertigo animations? Yeah. I hadn't seen them before. Okay, I hadn't seen them before. So it was at the very, very start of this playthrough where you pick up and you're on your way back towards Lev and Yara. You have to do that big jump. I I just kind of walked towards the edge. And I don't know if maybe I'd just been maybe moving too quickly. I hadn't actually stopped at the edge of anything previously, but obviously it's quite cool when you get towards the edge of something. She starts hyperventilating and she starts to get a little bit dizzy. That, that was this, this session that we've just played is the first time that I'd noticed that. Yeah. 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 She has mentioned. It makes me go a bit funny as well. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it makes me feel a bit like, I mean, I, I get a little bit of vertigo, not terribly, but, I don't know when you hear her hyperventilating, it kind of makes makes you feel a bit funny about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think oh, I it was it. the sound the sound that did me. Where you, when you're up the top yeah. and you can hear the whistling of the wind and everything else. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. good. And all of those horrible, horrible balancing sections as well. Yeah, so hands up, who hated those? Yeah, that's pretty grim. Now, <laughs> although I didn't fall yeah. off one, but I, uh, I fell off like ten oh, times did you? at least. I, I fell off loads. Was horrible. Yeah, I fell off a few times. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I kept trying to do too quickly. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's practice from um, not moving the controller when we was playing. Uh, yeah, until dawn. Until dawn. <laughs> yeah, until, until dawn, dawn, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool and Jim. Yeah. Um, there's a short combat section where the scars refer to Lev as Lily for the first time. Yeah. So yeah. Lev, uh, Lily now identifies as Lev and that's going to be quite a, a strong, strong theme. We find out that's why that they're, they're both on the run. But it's gonna, that's going to come become more and more as as we sort of go through this part of the part of the playthrough. Yeah, there's an altar just after this section as well. There's there's just some nice little wooden ladders that we're going up. Yeah, and when you get right to the top, I got the first frame stutter that I've, I've noticed. Um. So what? Yeah. Yeah. When when you first sort of pop pop the ladder, you get up to the top of the ladder, you pop the um, you pop the little rooftop exit yeah um and then we've got a little combat section on the top haven't we where there's a few sort of scars that we've got to take out yeah it sort of 
glitch, well, not glitch, but it just sort of stuttered a little bit, which I've only made a note of it because it's just the first time I've seen it do it the whole game. Oh, no, um, I forgot to take a note of exactly which point it was. My game actually crashed at some point during this PlayStation, not necessarily okay. at this section, but at some point, I can't remember what it was that I was doing at this point, but it's the first time in the game where that's actually happened, but my PS5 threw a complete wobbler and uh, I had to shut it down and restart it, um, which weird, is the first time I've weird. seen that. I've had a few graphical artefacting things going on. In this section, one of the waterfalls turned completely green. Yeah. And I was still <laughs> okay. could play, but the, I was thinking, is that supposed to be green? Mm. And kind of turned away and went back. And then as I progressed, all of a sudden, the, the water texture popped in. Oh, oh, that's weird. I got stuck in a ventilation shaft as well. I was when I was when I was crawling through it's it. Never good. No, definitely not. When I was crawling through it, I tried to turn round, and it just went. It just went into one of these animation cycles where she basically looked like she was just fitting inside a ventilation shaft, and I, I had no control over moving backwards and forwards or anything. Um, eventually, I I did manage to get her back out, but I don't know why I'd done it. Obviously, got it into some sort of dead spot, I think, and it wasn't happy at all. Isn't it funny that even a game with this level of polish, this level of refinement, that's taken this long and this many people, it can never be 100%, can it? It's impossible, yeah. almost. As you keep going, um, there's... Uh, I, re- I really like like the they almost swap roles, don't they? So before we've had Abby as this yeah. sort of strong character who's sort of leading the way, and then they they swap over really because Abby's like I would say she's got vertigo, she's terrified, more and more terrified the further further up she goes, um, and and you see that in her face as well. And Lev's having to tell Abby to sort of to use her fears as a strength and and get her get her through it. Yeah. And this is when you get to the top eventually. This is where you cross the girders, where, where you're balancing, where you're saying, Mads, just as you cross what looks to be the final girder, Abby slips, Lev grabs her, and then they both fall. Luckily, they fall and land in, into a swimming pool, and then that takes us into the next sort of main area of, of this this day, which is the hotel sort of spa area. Just, Did you- just before we get onto that, I mean, just just that rooftop section yeah. where you are crossing the girders, and mm. just just to kind of spend a moment on that. So, it, it's amazing how beautiful they can make corridors look, really, isn't it? These skyboxes and virtual corridors that we're wandering through here, really, that's all it is, isn't it? You know, it's just yeah. But it, the environment is spectacular. This oh, whole is. section just tickled me so much. I was just, I, I must have had an ear to ear grin on my face while I was playing this section, just because it was the last thing that I expected. Even when you were yeah. down jumping over the effect of the river rapids while you're doing this and then working your way up a little bit, you thought, yes, you're going to get higher up. But it was only when you did actually properly emerge and then you're almost out in the clouds. And then, particularly, yeah. as you see, yeah. when you were in this sky bridge effectively and you've just got this completely different viewpoint out over the city and like i say just it's a contrast in the number of environments and settings that you've seen in this game is what really separates it from the first one i think the first one was was all the environments were very nicely realized but you didn't have the variety and the scope as as to as to what you've got in this game yeah. Verticality is just cool as well, isn't oh, it? Oh, massively. It always is yeah. in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you can go up and down on stuff, even you know, going back to the old classic FPSs, you know, once they introduced verticality to Doom clones, yeah. it created a whole different world of possibilities. And 
it's not dissimilar here. You know, we are, as I said, we are making our way from point A to B. It's not really that exciting from a design point of view, but it's made spectacular by what's going on above us, below us. That big American flag in tatters yep. at yeah. one point that you walk past and... There's the sound design, beautiful. There's yeah. the bit where just before you fall and you go out over that girder and you can sort of see all the way down and you can see yeah. the horizon. Just, yeah, stunning. Just so atmospheric. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's very, I mean, it's very good. I mean, the art style as well. I mean, I know it's not really doing anything stylized, but just some of the decisions they make, you know, that flag, for instance, the, just some of those design decisions I just really, really like in terms of the world building. Just the thought that there's these people who've created this sky track going on above the heads of everybody else. Yeah. I don't know how realistic mm. it is, you know, whether they could do that. And you I, I, know, I have to admit, I found yeah, the whole I, thing a bit silly um, because of I the can see why. realism. Yeah. Because there would be yeah. clear days where they could actually see what was going on up there. So of course. the wolves would have had yeah. been all over that. And and uh, are we playing along with the fact that ah, there's it's because there are um, there's there's a lot of pollution, so you can't really see that much. But bullshit, there's no pollution anymore because nobody's running right. any factories yeah. or anything like that. So I thought the whole thing was kind of stupid, but it was good fun, very very gamey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do I can, I definitely can see where you're coming from. It's also a bit corny as there's no one bit when you're crossing the girder and like the clouds clear. Mm. Isn't it like at a point when Abby's having a bit of a revelation when Lev's talking to her about what the teaching says about the certified yeah. teaching says about fear yeah. and mm. all of a sudden kind of the clouds clear below Abby and it's a bit like yeah. is this Abby having a moment of <laughs> yeah. clarity you know it's a bit it's a bit, a bit on your on the nose a little bit it took me about an hour to get across the bridge because I was obviously playing around with a photo <laughs> mode so I don't think Abby would have been thanking me to say just just hold still just. Just park mm. your vertigo for two minutes. I'm trying to get a photo here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, having having made our way up, we've now got to make all our way all the way back down again. And like I say, we're going to go through this hotel spa area. There's a safe here as well. Everyone find the code for that. So there was a yes. code for it. I think it was on the wall. It's the Wi-Fi. It was the Wi-Fi code? Wi-Fi, code. Wi-Fi wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a section where the first sort of notable section that I've got with Lev doesn't have a mask. And it's funny because just before this, I had a thought during when we were playing as Ellie, we were constantly sort of running into spores and, and things like that. Whereas we hadn't with, with Abby. I hadn't seen, we hadn't run into any of that. Then lo and behold, we, we do um, here. Yeah. Lev doesn't have a mask, the spores, and then Abby has to go through the hotel rooms looking for a mask. Uh, I think there were there were some uh, soldiers that were, were were ahead of them at some stage or police or something. I, I can't remember now. And I think it was a Fedra guys, wasn't it? Was it Fedra? Yeah, yeah. And then to blow it up, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you get one of the masks off off the agents and take it back to to Lev. When you're going towards the mask. The, these agents there's like some locked doors typical like resident evil style you get the yeah. mask and then as you're you coming back yeah the doors are all open now and then <laughs> it's full of infected and you've got to sort of make your way back through them and it's also got these new enemy types that are embedded in the walls as well yes. isn't it yeah. where yeah. it's that obviously there's a whole lot of organic matter inside this it's very very infected this building and mm. this is the first time we've seen these ones where and i i didn't am i right in thinking that you couldn't 
all you couldn't preempt where they were going to come from in the sense that they would just burst out. There was no way of preemptively killing them while they were still kind of wrapped up in see a them cocoon in your or anything. Mode either, so you can see no. them. No, I actually I really just like that because I tried to get through the this section stealthily. Um, and that can that was hindered, of course, by these uh, guys mm. coming out of the wall all of a sudden. But after I just embraced can... that, this was actually uh, my favorite. Uh, this whole section, this whole hotel, was my my favorite encounter with with zombies or with the undead in this entire game. Because actually, normally I, was... I, I prefer the combat with the with the the other humans instead, not not the zombies. Yeah, but this was really good. I think I said it in the. Discord channel chat about this is that I think this hotel section I think is probably this game at its best in terms of showing off yeah, yeah. how how the enemies work the how you interact with the environment all of it I, I thought that this part was just so tight while you're making mm. your way down there there wasn't really any parts that I thought that's within the realms of the game that's not very plausible or mm, that yeah. doesn't work as well or it would have been better if they'd done this I didn't think that once while I was coming the way down through there just the whole thing about that part I thought was pretty much perfect yeah yeah agreed I completely yeah just just my two penneth on that yeah completely agree I, I would say this is my favourite non-story part of the game yeah full stop yeah Um. I, I strongly prefer encounters against the uh, infected because i think i can reconcile the kind of janky ai and and it is still janky it's much better than the first game but i i still find encounters against humans to be uh probably more annoying than 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 good just because i find the ai just to be uh silly but when it comes to when it's the infected i can kind of I make my peace with that because mm. look, they're they're undead and you know they wouldn't have great intelligence, so it's okay for them to do silly things or not react in the way that you would expect the human to react. I really like the encounters the with the humans because here. the infected are often a bit too easy, um, especially to be stealthy around. And then there's all those little things that uh, I think uh, I think it was Morpin and John V talking about it on our Discord today. All those little details that make the whole world so feel so alive, like they're yeah. talking to each other. I, I think what did Morpin yeah. had he had an example where he's been following a guy around called Alan, and the other guys would be talking about Alan. Then he tried to kill Alan and throw a brick there so they'd find him and they'd say, "Oh my God, Alan is dead!" And I mean, yeah. the, the, the world feels so alive, and, and it it's, it's, it feels so rewarding getting those guys down stealthily, whereas uh, yeah. the zombies is something else. I mean, you, you can get the, those zombies that are possible to get down stealthily, is, they're all, almost always quite easy to get down stealthily. Mm. And those that you can't, you just simply can't. You, you have to, to, to go all out fighting with them. Whereas the humans, I mean, it's always a battle. I mean, they can see you uh, like some, a lot of the zombies can't and they'll see if you use your flashlight and yeah, I like them. They're they're a bigger bigger challenge. Maybe the infected just make me feel smarter. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is. I feel good because mm. I can just take them down yeah. easily. But this section was uh, the atmosphere in the hotel. You know the sense of that you get you know, you can almost see where you're going because you can see down. I love the verticality. Yeah. yeah. It, the level design is just so on point because you can hear the infected the ways off, but. You know they're there, but you can't quite see them, and you've got to plot your route. And I know it's linear, and there's only one way down, but it feels open, and yeah, ah, yeah. And you've got love, all these love this bit. creaking girders. You just feel the building is literally buckling under its own yeah, weight, and you do. there's all that added 
adds an added pressure to get through it as quick as possible because you think this might not be standing much longer. Obviously, it has yeah. been. It's been yeah. standing for long enough, but it's it, just and, a and very good environment. The incidental dialogue between Abby and Lev as well. I mean, none of it's really noteworthy on its own other than the odd bits of the bit that Jim's already mentioned, but just the kind of off-the-cuff dialogue again it just gives us it rounds out at uh abby as a as i might have said earlier before it rounds out abby as a character i think just seeing her in this vulnerable position mm. does give us and it gives her an extra dimension i think abby's definitely portrayed as more vulnerable perhaps than than, than ellie is or as ellie ellie shows us mm. and i think it does help build the affection quicker for for abby which is important yeah given what's what's going to come yeah. in a little while. I, I like that yeah. Liv also, um, there's been other sections where we've been two people fighting the the monsters, the undead or, or, or humans for that matter. And Liv actually talks to you because she's not all out action. She'll, she'll fire a shot every once in a while, but, but you are the one yeah. who's supposed to be doing the combat here. So I, I love the fact that she's ah, behind you to the left or just whispering yeah. something to you that just fits completely into the game world. And and, and yeah. gives me a heads up so I can do the do things stealthily because now I know okay there's somebody over to the right I'll just just uh, hide here and and then continue yeah. so uh, yeah. it just added an extra dimension for me here that I'm actually a bit puzzled now that they haven't used before because we've been two people a lot of times well, mm, yeah that, yeah that whole thing would be completely natural in this setting that we'd be warning each other of ah oh, I see somebody coming over there and yeah, yeah. that just worked and she never gets in the way nope she doesn't which is. Which is sorry, he he never it's he never gets in the way. Lev does he? I mean, he's it's it's perfect. Yeah, in that sense, we we get a new uh, weapon in here as well. Everyone get the flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you, it is missable. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, we, we get the flamethrower. When you get to the bottom, there is a little bit of dialogue. Lev says he wishes he'd never sort of shaved his head and and that he'd just ran wish just ran away. And then he, for the first time, mentions um, the mum and says that their the mum would still be getting looked after. And again, the mum is going to come more into the in, into the story as, as we progress. You make it to the hospital. Abby tells Lev to stay put and she's going to go in, get the supplies and, and get back out. So simple, straightforward stuff. Um, this is, I think she says to Lev, if, uh, if they see you, They'll want to kill you when they see me. They want a backgammon rematch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great line. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, Abby goes into the hospital just as they're throwing bodies onto onto a fire outside. Yeah. We see Whitney. She's not playing a PS Vita, though, for once. (laughs) Uh, But she asks, um, and Abby asks where the medical supplies are. Um, And as as, as they're talking, some wolves come out. Um, and Cuffer, Isaac wants her back on the front. Nora then shows up um, and uncuffs Abby. Abby tells Owen, um, tells her that Owen's injured and that he's the one that needs the supplies. So she's not telling Nora about uh, Yara. Nora sort of tells her that the lower levels haven't been cleared out yet. Everywhere else in this building has been cleared out and they're sort of sending the supplies to the front for this sort of big up. Uh, upcoming battle with uh, the Seraphites. But the lower levels haven't been cleared out. She says, she warns us and says it's rough down there. 
Um, and I guess <laughs> I've got, I guess that's where we're headed next. Just before we go there, Nora tells Abby that this was ground zero. Um, yeah. When they brought uh, the, the the first sort of infected, this is this is where they brought them. So uh, we know we're, we're going into something pretty good. We're going to find something pretty gruesome down there. Yeah. And Nora's going to be going there tomorrow, so. <laughs> or is it actually today? Later today, maybe. Yeah, could be. What, in terms of, in the game time? In, in game time, Nora is going to fall into that uh, same section later today because Ellie's going to push her there. Of course. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's where they end up, isn't it? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. On yeah, the didn't make that link on that part there where Nora comes and releases Abby. How did how did you guys feel about that? Did you think that was a little bit that whole part was just a little bit underbaked and it was it just felt to me it just felt a little bit contrived. Yeah, it was almost it was almost a sort. I I don't know. I would need to think about it as to what better way they could have been of doing it, but it just seemed slightly odd. That say that she'd literally effectively been arrested, and Nora just comes in, basically unlocks her, kind of yeah. sends her on her way without, mm. you know, there clearly be repercussions on her part for that. And it was whether I don't know, it was just the fact that she was handcuffed more than anything else. Mm. It was maybe even like if she'd just been detained or something, and she'd come and let her out, and then obviously you could have argued that Abby had managed to escape herself or something. I don't know, mm. but it, it just it, it was a very quick kind of arrest and then release. Which yeah. it didn't seem to s- sit that well with me. I don't because we saw we saw Abby in handcuffs, didn't we? When uh, we was playing as Ellie and she was crawling through the air ducts above, and I, yeah. I I built it up to be more than it was. Exactly. It was, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And it all it it was almost a, a non-event in mm-hmm. many respects. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, I have a problem with Nora as a character. Completely, the, the 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 entire Nora character. Also, when yeah, she meets Ellie the first time, yeah. I mean, Ellie seems as if she's stopping up when she, when Nora seems to be vulnerable, and and the natural thing to do there, and what seemed to fit the character that they're trying to to portray there is that she would maybe not say that she was sorry, or maybe did would you say that she was sorry for killing Joel, but at least not just throwing mm. uh, he was a bastard, he deserved to die in in Ellie's face yeah. at that point, just. Yeah, the, the character Nora doesn't work for me, and she doesn't work here either, really. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I've got her. So, I mean, when we killed her as Ellie, I didn't feel bad at all because she was just a right bastard, uh, and and she isn't in other parts, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, maybe she's there to set up a plot. And yeah, exactly. Various- exactly. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's how it felt to me, at least. Yeah. The, the, just to circle back what Mads was saying right at the start there, this is the bit where I started to think, man, the lengths that Abby is going to here to save, uh, to help, to help uh, Yara, mm. yeah, who she only met the day before, who admittedly saved her life, but t- two days prior she would have been trying to kill. Now she's going to incredible lengths. I mean, not not just making her way through what she went through with the ascent and then the descent, but also then to, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll yeah, accept what you say, Mads, about she she probably was never a natural member of the WLF, always a member of oh, Fireflies first, but that is all she knows in terms of a family, 
she does seem to have loyalty to Isaac. She's deferential to Isaac, although she does sneak out and go after Owen. She, there's definitely a respect there from what we've seen. She's, yeah, she's, she's every willing. intention of going back, hasn't she? Sure, sure. Or until until this sort that she doesn't. Yeah. Um, there's nothing to suggest that she doesn't. Yeah. But here we have her throwing all of that away, blatantly throwing all of that away. Mm. She knows what, what the consequences here. Yeah. So she's prepared to, she's prepared to go into ground zero where the blooming rat king is waiting for her <laughs> just to get the meds to go and help Yara. It just felt for me, and I hear what you say, Matt, and I think one of the things she says as well, I think there's another converse, optional conversation where she just says that she's doing it because she needs to lighten the load. Yeah, I think when true. there's an optional conversation mm. when when Lev asks Abby, why are you doing it? I think there's an optional part where she says guilt I just needed to lighten the load mm. a bit. So mm. I think she is doing it because she kind of, it's to assuage her conscience of what she's done to Joe. But also, yeah, this is a woman who's had one goal in life for many, many years, one goal in life. Now yeah. she's fulfilled it and is looking at what, what kind of life has she actually been leading? And she's ashamed, really ashamed, not only of killing Joel. She's, I'm, I'm getting a feeling she's actually a bit ashamed of the, the way that went down as well. But Especially mm, yeah. ashamed of, of what, all the stuff she's been doing for Isaac. And, and she's yeah. now feeling completely, uh, disenfranchised. She, she, she doesn't feel like she belongs anywhere anymore. And she definitely doesn't want to belong with the wolves where she's been doing all of that killing. So, so yeah. as I see it right now, she has chosen that she'd probably rather die than going back to the wolves. But what she really wants is probably to, to get away. Just, Leave with Owen and uh, and the others. Yeah, and I think it's also that she obviously there's the person that she was and the person that she needed to be in order to achieve that goal of yeah. taking out Joel. And then it's as you say, it's kind of the the void that that's effectively left. But the problem is that in order to achieve what she was trying to do, she basically not only to herself, but she had to become this person to everybody else as well. So she's known as Abby, you know, the top the top scars killer and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she's never going to get away from that. And it, But it was almost as though, I think probably the point at which, uh, when, her, when her life was saved, it was almost her opportunity to hit the reset button because from that day forward, basically, I thought maybe the way she was looking at it was that it's now every day's a bonus because she was effectively dead mm. were it not for Lev and Yara saving her at that yeah. point. So yeah. it's then the case that, you know, she can maybe it's a chance for her to 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 be the person that she maybe would have liked to have been, but her circumstances wouldn't allow. But obviously, yeah. it's or, or maybe even it's, just try to give uh, Levin Yara a a chance, a fighting chance of getting yeah, to become the I, person I, she would have liked to become. Because it's as if she sees herself in in those kits. I mean, yeah, in a sense, is I, what she lost and and so on and so mm, forth. Yeah, I, and I think that's a good point because I think she is. I think she's got actually quite a reason, you know, albeit. It's a very blunt one, but I think she has got quite a strong moral compass in the in the sense that obviously once Joel was gone, as far as she was concerned, that was the end of it. Yeah. We're going to revisit this plenty of times to come yet, but that could have been the matter could have been left at that had Ellie allowed it to be. Um, but obviously, and I think obviously the fact that these guys saved her life that that genuinely means something to her. I think, and she feels that the 
as had she left him, they, those guys were dead. And it so means that, I think that because she hasn't been looking at the seraphites or scars as she continuously calls them as humans. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's just they've just just been targets, and all of a sudden you have yeah. these two kids who are actually humans and, and innocent and yeah. just just there like she is. And they've saved her life. Yeah, and so yeah. you know that could have been any one of those scars that she's killed in the months yeah. and the years previously. It could have been any one of them that might ultimately have saved her life that day. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, got a big turning point. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably right. Um, it's yeah, and I think it makes a lot of sense what you boys say. I think it just felt we've only been with Abby for about twelve hours, and we're seeing a lot of character progression there. I mean, if if you're right in what you're saying, there's a lot because we don't get that sense when we when she first gets to the WLF forward base. No real sense there that she's desperate to get away from them or she's desperate for a change. But you, you know, you're probably right. It just felt for me that she it just felt like a leap, a little bit of a leap of faith in Abby's character development. Maybe the fact, you know, we just got to go with it that she's willing to go to these unbelievable lengths mm. to find some medication for someone not only who she doesn't know, but who the day before she would have been ready just to pump a. Uh, pump a shell full of buckshot in her face. <laughs> when we, so we go down into the lower levels and basically what we meet, I, I love this bit. This is great. This is it's just straight up like horror stuff. And that we, we mentioned Resident yeah. Evil like a couple of times already tonight, but this is, it just comes straight out of, out of that playbook. Um, you go down into this. Survival horror. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you cross through the plastic sheeting, you know you're in trouble. This yes. is it. You go down into this containment area, don't you? And there's like this biohazard type like umbilical cord. And you go through it and there's spores and mushrooms everywhere. You've got hands like sticking out of the wall. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. How was, how was you with this, Mads? Because I know you, was, you you wasn't a fan of like Until Dawn at times, but this sort of setting didn't, didn't bother you. No, no, I loved it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the the spooky parts of Until Dawn as well as the porn parts. I, I didn't. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this game's got some spooky parts and porn parts as well. Oh so. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. um, this was genuinely spooky though down yeah. here. It yeah. Really was Br- brilliant world building as well. So the notes from Day Zero and yeah. yeah, some really good stuff. Abby heads over to a door. Um, and the whole point is now we've got to basically open these doors. We need to get power on to open the doors. And you follow in the electrical cables to find a generator to get the power on. When you do that, obviously the doors unlock. And then, um, yeah, they're infected. And the clickers and everything else soon, soon sort of follows. The noise as well, man. The noise coming from what we know later to be the boss. And we know it's building to something. Yeah. Of course mm. we do. But the noise, honestly, brown trouser yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Working our way through I was this. playing this really late at night with the surround setup yeah. and the subwoofer. And that, that noise really goes into the subwoofer. <laughs> Lights yeah. out in the in the living room. Kids were sleeping. I was like, oh. Am I going to play <laughs> yes. this tonight or should I do it tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that it really, it really helped to build the tension as well by, I, th- I think it's probably the, f- it's, it definitely is the first part of the game where there's been that many locked doors that you've tried. Normally there's been one yep. and then yeah. you find an yep. alternate route and that's you on your way. But this one, I think it was four or five doors that you had to try. And basically the further you went into it, you thought when I switch this power on, every one of these doors that I've tried is 
possibly going to open and basically you yeah. know that it's just going to all happen at once yep. it just really helps yeah. to ramp up the tension yeah. how many of you when when you actually finally switch the power bag on and you know you know that when you go out that door those other doors will have opened yeah, yeah. how many of you hesitated you just, because yeah. i definitely did i was just like can i is there anything yeah. else i can do in just here just making sure every single weapon <laughs> yes. all the magazines yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're all like every collectible <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost worse when you know what's coming isn't yeah. it yeah 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 totally but I'd, 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 I'd like to, I would like to see more of this. Like, I'd mm. probably say, like you, Chris, I, I enjoy taking on the infected more than I do this year. Yeah. But I really appreciated that in this section, we knew what was coming. We knew a lot of uh, infected were going to be there. Mm. You could still do it stealthily. I didn't go in yeah. guns blazing at all. I took them all out stealthily. And I, I, I didn't, I, I, I was completely <laughs> assuming this would be a, a gunfight, but it didn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take any of them out. Okay. How I, did you know? I didn't. I, I don't like having them there because then I'm afraid that they're yeah. going to discover me at some point. So I took them all out <laughs> <Yeah>. stealthily. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of crept through them and just went on my yeah, merry okay. way. Okay. Yeah. So I made life difficult for myself in the next section because I took them all out. I was spraying bullets everywhere. Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> using all your ammo. Yeah. You knew there was a boss mm. coming. Come on. I know. I know. So, and then, so we end up in this like garage after this. And like you said, the hot, it just feels like the calm before the storm. Mm. Doesn't it? And you see yeah. this ambulance over in the corner as, as Effie's going through, she's checking these like medical supply boxes and they're looking for supplies and, and they're all empty. And then she, she, I think, did Nora say, oh, try the ambulance yeah. in, the, in the garage? Yeah. So she sees yeah. the ambulance, goes over, gets the supplies and we're like, oh, there we go. Right, we're sorted now. And then at this point, you just some, you don't see it, but something massive enters the garage. It's horrible. <laughs> and it looks at, oh, looks into the back of the uh, the ambulance. Uh, like I say, it's just straight out of Resi, Resi, Resi Evil. Mm. Yeah, it's proper body horror. It's just it? like, yeah, this three-headed like mushroom monster. Yeah, this, is, uh, this is some real Lovecraftian <laughs> shit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really mm. is, yeah. It's just a massive blob of different infectants mm. just all sort of morphed together. Yeah, um, yeah just one horrific mess. <laughs> I'd love to see, because you, un- you can unlock the concept art and character models, can't you, in the uh, on the start screener. I've not checked, but I'd love to unlock the 3D character model of this <laughs> just to kind of have a really good look at it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely grotesque. <laughs> Did you get many Just photos of it, Andy? Or? <laughs> no. Do you know Say something? Geez. Actually, probably f- from yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was which one? <laughs> pre- pretty much from this point right the way through until the final battles on the island. I took very few photos and I took no notes whatsoever, just because. I kind of from this yeah, point, it just it just picked you up, and mm. I thought, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is. Just go with and it, yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that I did. So yeah, I didn't take because I think quite often there was quite a few. That's a very good point. Because um, anytime if it's if it's a cut scene, it is always a fixed camera angle, and that's usually where the ones where you might get the best look at them. And then it's only mm. when you're actually when you've actually got control of your player that you get the the free roaming camera if you want to really try and use it in the photo mode but no i i was and i i think it probably speaks volumes for just how immersive that whole experience was and how claustrophobic the encounter feels and everything because i didn't i didn't once think i need to get some photos of this i died plenty of times and i mean yeah, some same. Of deaths are horrific but i never once stopped and thought i'll get a quick photo of that i was far too caught up in the moment mm. Mm. 
yeah. So I suppose we should say how you take on the Rat King is basically you're, you're sort of running around the garage, shooting it with a flamethrower, whatever sort of weapons you can you can use. Um, and, and it's just basically going to chase you around um, around the, the garage. There's plenty, there is plenty of ammo and supplies and stuff as, as you go. Mm, there's some at least, yeah. Yeah, eventually after, after a little while, it splits into two. So then we've got, I think it's like a little clicker or something, isn't it? It's like, sort of, is it a stalker? It's a stalker, yeah. It's definitely a stalker. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's stronger than like a normal stalker, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that, that runs off. And then so you've got that to contend with, who, who's really fast and you can't see it. It's really dark as well. But that's later, isn't it? I mean, that comes after you've beaten the Rat King. I, I doesn't that come back? No, so the no, it's, it's only it's already when you hit him the first time, where you hit him enough to to go into mm. that uh, little staggering uh, animation. I think it's the first time you do that. Then then that stalker jumps off, and you need to do it two or three times more. Two two times. Yeah. More. yeah. So then you've got the stalker who sort of comes back yeah. now and again, but then you've got the Rat King to take out yeah. as well. So the Rat King is continuously. Just running around after you, the stalker yeah. just okay. pops out of nowhere sometimes. So, on easy, uh, once you have done, I think you'll, you'll only need to do it once. You basically you pump a whole load into the the rat king, and then at the point of, it effectively dies, and this stalker separates off it. Okay. And oh, then, so Chris played it on easy. It, That's it. Okay. Okay. He's just giving the game away, Ned. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, but then, no, there's a sting in the tail with okay. that. Because when I, I mean the, the way I played this, I, I die. I don't like bosses where you have instant death. Yes, I know, and especially in such yeah. a confined environment, it, it was. Yes. There was a few. There was a few times where. Yeah. I felt That's not tough. through necessarily my own fault, where maybe not quite manipulating the camera quickly enough or whatever. You got stuck in a corner. And then you would yeah. try and get back out, and it would just get. Even using the dodge mechanic, it would still get hold of you mm. and be like, "Oh, that's a that felt a little bit unfair." I didn't really get a chance Bitchy. to correct that, but it's all it's the only point but in the it, game where it's been like that. I had a couple, so I died a couple of times just from just yeah, just not really knowing the environment, and then he would grab me, and then it would be death. But I think once on the third go, once I got to know the environment and I got to know the route around, I actually didn't find it that much of a challenge. I mean, he's a bit of a bullet sponge, isn't he? You need to kind of throw quite a lot at yeah. him. But I had loads. I've always because I don't use much ammo. I've always really tooled up, mm. so I had plenty to throw at him. Yeah. Uh, and he went down. You know, didn't feel like it was that difficult. It's really tense running around because he's. You know, it's almost like Mister X in uh, Resi Two, isn't it? You yes. Can't he stalking you around the environment? And he's running through and he, walls and yeah, he bursts yeah. through walls and it's yeah you. You're kind of never quite sure where he's going to come from. I think I died at least um, ten times again, um, and I didn't did really enjoy this battle. I don't th- didn't think it was much fun, no. but uh, and for the reasons yeah. you say, because when you were running around, then you'd get stuck on something, and then there'd be an instant death if you if he was close yeah, to you. It's and, annoying. Nah, yeah. I, I actually compared to all of the other parts of the game, the other combat in this game, the, this was this was the worst part really. I'm not, I'm not big into boss fights. Sometimes if they're really, really well done, it it can be good. But if it's just a bullet sponge that you have to avoid for a set Mm. period of time, it doesn't really do anything for me. No. So there's a boss fight later on that I thought was great. Abolish boss battles. Yeah. Yeah. They do sometimes feel a bit kind of shoehorned in, don't they? Just Mm. because you feel it needs to have one. But I I think there's, there's a boss fight later on. I think that I thought was much better. Yeah. 
It was one more boss fight, and I I hated that. But uh, okay. we'll get to that. Oh, well, <laughs> let's keep let's keep our powders yeah. dry. Okay. <laughs> but then the sting in the tail here was after the Rat King went down. We go through to another room. Yeah. So the clicker comes back, and we have to follow the clicker. Yeah, don't the we? stalker's back, yeah. man. Oh, sorry, you know, stalker, it's me yeah. thinking the boss is down. That was that oh, was actually true. more harrowing than the Rat King itself because you're not expecting to have another fight so mm. soon. You know, you know, it's like after a boss battle, it's almost like you're kind of lying on your back smoking a cigar, aren't you? Thinking <laughs> this is, you know, I'm on easy street now for the next well, that's true. little while. And next, you got this little kind of mini boss coming mm, at yeah. you again. It's like, yeah. what? And that jump, there's a jump bit. scare in the, uh, so you follow the stalker up into like some ducting. And then yeah. the uh, he just it just appears out of nowhere. My word, I jumped. Yeah, it wasn't appears I in the just ducting and then you fall through it. I wasn't ready for that. I was ready for the mm. racking boss because you kind of know it's building to it, but I was not ready. I actually found that bit much more tense and exciting than the than the boss yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. And you end up in like a morgue sort of lab type area, don't you? Where you have to fight this uh, this stalker. Eventually, you drop it and then you go through a shutter out into the into the garage and then you climb up out of the garage lev grabs you again made me jump says uh, everyone's looking for you and asks what you did abby says nothing and then spots a boat that they're going to use to to get away and we get a cut scene showing them heading back towards the aquarium yeah yeah and the next thing we're at now at the aquarium owen comes out of the room they've been operating on yara and abby uh, asks her about um ask, asks Owen about uh Yara and he says yeah she, she's gonna be okay and then they 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 talk Abby she's showing like a real like conflict I thought yeah um and she's saying you know they're just kids and and what you know what what happened to us when did we become these these people mm. it's just like a bit of a realization isn't it She's just been so focused on Joel and 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 ever and then and then the the Seraphites and yeah, just sort of taking a step back and looking looking at everything. Owen says uh, that, that maybe they stop looking for the light, and then you get a nice little scene showing uh, Lev patting Alice the dog as well. Yeah, and then it, it cuts by. But why heartbreaking? It's good. It's goodbye, Alistair Dog, isn't it? Because Ellie's about to... Yeah, yeah. It then cuts back to teen Abby in like a in a, like a flashback. She's back at St. Mary's. And she opens a door and her father's on the other side in his operating kit. You kind of feel like Abby's starting to let go of the past a little bit. I think that's starting. Maybe that's what it's like trying to symbolise. And she's yeah, you know, start, starting to come to terms with everything. And yeah. then it sort of closes out and we go into Seattle day three. Yeah. Do you think Abby's starting to get some some closure here, maybe, Jim? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, it's all about to... <laughs> yeah, it's going to undo again. It's all it? about to get opened up again very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Business is about to pick up. It is. <laughs> right. Seattle day three then. Before we get into day three, actually, I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys what compartment syndrome is. You ready? Okay. Go on then. Do tell. So, co- compartment syndrome is a condition in, in which increased pressure within one of the body's anatomical compartments. So, I'm not really sure what the body's anatomical compartments are, but <laughs> they result in insufficient blood supply to the tissue within that space. So, I, I guess 
is called gangrene. This is the, what, what happens with the with the tissue when there is no uh, not enough blood there. Yeah. Mm. So so it's uh, yeah it, it it normally ends with having to have uh, limbs taken off. So yeah. So they knew what they were about then. Mm, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I just wanted to check that, but uh, yeah, it is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were never in we never doubted them for a second, did we? No. <laughs> so Abby wakes up in the room where Ellie found Owen's dog tags. I thought this was a nice little touch. You sort of retreading yeah. it, aren't you? Uh, she goes yeah. outside the room to find Lev and Yara having an argument. Lev doesn't want to leave. Um, and Owen has asked them to go to Santa Barbara with him. Mel comes along. She says she's going to go with Owen, but not if Abby goes. Mm. She says she's not fooled by Abby and she's Brutal. accusing her of using Lev and Yara to, to get to Owen. Yeah. Anybody Abby else said, feel that that was out of character for her? For Mel or? Yeah, for Mel. We've seen her, well, displayed as a really loving, caring character and she is a, a doctor and, and hopefully has some empathy <laughs> somehow. Uh, so so, so I thought it was too harsh to be realistic for some reason. I mean, I, yeah. I get that she's jealous. I, I get that completely. But we're not talking about leaving somebody here. We're talking about leaving somebody here to die. Mm. So that, that was a bit uh, unrealistic for me at least. She was way too harsh. It was out of character. So I thought the way that she started off was it was basically building to her leveling an accusation at Abby, or never mind an accusation, her leveling the revelation at her that she knows about what happened between Abby and Owen, or that Owen had possibly mm. had come clean to her and said, "Look, that this happened to you now." And so she was about to say to her, "Look, you can cut through it all because I know exactly what happened, and mm. basically you're on your own." But obviously. Uh, unless she chose not to mention it, she's none the wiser to that little tryst. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree. It did seem out of character. You could understand it if she'd known about Abby and Owen, but without yeah. that knowledge, then it seemed, it did seem, it didn't fit. No, no. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because what did Mel, so we, I assume that Mel and Abby had a relationship in terms of like friends, which is why they, they were part of the team that went to find Joel. Exactly. Yeah. Mel must have known Abby's intention when she found Joel. Yeah. She, she knew what, what was, what was going to happen if, if they found him. Um, yeah. It just, just like weird. it was the brutality of it. Yeah, exactly. Possibly. Yeah. Probably. Mel, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's possibly also the fact that maybe it was almost a, uh, an opportunity for her to reflect on herself and think she wasn't. A, she was basically she's as upset with herself she as, as with she it. is with with Abby in the sense that mm. you know she wasn't swinging a golf club at Joel's head, but she did nothing to she stop it, there. and yeah. she was there. So she was, in some respects, far less guilty, obviously, than what Abby is. But she she played a part in it ultimately. Yeah, Abby says to her, doesn't she? That you know she's she says she realizes she hasn't always made the right decisions. Yeah, um, and Mel calls her a piece of shit. Then yeah. she says the best thing that Abby can do for the kids is to to leave them alone. And then at that point, she she walks off. She turns her back on Abby and, and leaves. I just brutal. yeah, I I just thought there was a couple of points in that conversation where you think in real life, if if you knew somebody the way, or if you perceived somebody the way that she obviously does perceive Abby, and ultimately they 
almost look as though they are trying to open up to you a little bit or whatever, surely you would respond to that and encourage that and try to meet them on that level rather than just coming straight back at them and saying, you're a piece of shit. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. seem to fit with me. Yeah. The only thing is if she's just tweaked that something's happened between Owen and and uh, Abby. But as aggressive Possibly. as she was, if she had, she would have thrown it in Abby's face. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit of kind of inconsistent characterization, yeah. perhaps, with her. Uh, Abby doesn't get much sort of time to dwell on it though, because Yara comes in and asks Abby to help um, help help her look for Lev, who's who's run off. We sort of walk around the you know we're going around the aquarium now, looking for trying to find Lev. Find like this uh, shark room, which I thought was pretty cool. You go in and there's you know yeah. all the sharks on the roof and everything. Oh, that was that was all pretty cool. You got them like yeah. megalodon jaws and all that. Again, I thought of you, Andy. I bet you must have enjoyed this with the, with the doing the photographs. But I didn't take a single no. photo. This is what I'm saying. From <laughs> this, the whole way, th- there was. I can remember coming into this and thinking I should stop and enjoy this and play around with the photo board or whatever. And I thought, actually, do you know what? I need to know what's happening in the the, the the story. You you were aware that you were coming towards the finale here, and I thought I need to know what's yeah. happening and. I wasn't stopping for... I think no matter what had popped up on the screen, I wasn't stopping to play around with a photo mode anymore. I was like, no, this, this story is taking precedent at this at this point, for this point yeah. onwards. Yeah. Abby and uh, Lev are talking. We get like a bit of backstory about uh, Lev and Yara now. Um, sorry, Abby and Yara are talking. Uh, Yara says that she, she basically... Abby mentions that the scars were referring to Lev as Libby. And Yara says that she she hoped he'd get over it and keep it to himself, but then he he went and shaved his head, um, and it and it basically it was it was like committing suicide, and that's they basically that's why they ran. He um, Lev wanted to be a soldier, but he'd been assigned to to be a wife to one of the elders instead. So part yeah, of the the Seraphites assigned everyone roles, and once you've been some assigned, dodgy stuff going it. on there, mm, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Because Lev, Lev is a child, or he appears to be a child. Yeah, I think like mid, early to mid teens or something. Early teens or something. Yeah, early like, teens, I'd possibly. say. Yeah. Way, way too young to be a spouse for anybody. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They um, they walk around a gift shop trying to find something for Lev. Owen comes in and asks for a minute with Abby, and then uh, asks Abby if she's going to come to Santa Barbara. She says she can't, and Owen mm. says it's a mess. But but they can they can try and figure it out, and then then you get this shout, and you get there just in time to see um, Lev, who's stolen one of the boats, and he's off to the island to to find his mum. Yeah, sad. I felt so sorry for him at this point, don't you? I mean, you want to go after him. Yeah, because he's such a tragic character at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was very, it was sad also with Owen because you knew this was going to be one of the yeah, final interactions as well. And I, and I genuinely like, I really kind of bought into Owen's character. And when he's saying to Abby, it's a mess, but we'll find a way to make it work. I actually believed yeah. him. You thought, yeah, you yeah, know, me probably he's, he's, he's the sort of person that he's just, he seems like a reasonable person and yeah, somebody who, yeah, and somebody who would find a solution to it. But his, his, primary concern at that point is basically just to get everybody to safety and you know yeah. you worry about you worry about the rest another day but let's get everybody safe and then sort it out rather than the other way around yeah 
Lev's whole thing is um, obviously his mum is really sort of driven by the whole Seraphite movement and belief and is really against what what the, the sort of path that, that Lev's chosen for himself. Yara is is aware of that. Lev not doesn't want to sort of believe it, so he wants to go back and and, and get his, get his mum. Owen says he needs a few hours to get the boat ready, um, and Abby and Yara then go after Lev, and then yeah, that's that's the last time that Abby and um, and Owen are going to sort of speak to each other. Yeah, it's good the way the game because obviously the game knows at this point that we know the mm. game knows that we know that it's the last time, but it doesn't. Does not it? It would be easy for them to build it up, you know, because yeah. they know as 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 viewers, we know that that's what's going to happen. But it doesn't. There's no real goodbye from them. The game doesn't build it up into this big emotional scene. It's just yeah. like, well, I'm off. I'm going, and yeah, it's, I'll see it's you in nothing. A bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You make your way over to the harbor uh, over on the island. Um, this has got the. Uh, there's a fantastic bit just after the sewers. You've got the waves sort of crashing over the rocks as we're sort of walking yeah. under it. Um, you can hear gunfire off in the distance and Abby sort of heads towards it and then Sue comes under fire. She gets grabbed yeah. and thrown to the ground and thinking, oh, who's this? And it's Manny. Manny's come back. Um, th- they're after the boats for an assault on the island, but the snipers, there's a sniper up in, in one of the tower and has got the boats all sort of secured. Uh, this, uh, this was the for me. This was like the game at its worst. <laughs> this yeah. got this. So basically, what we've got is this sniper section where Abby's got a mover between the cars, um, or these like abandoned vehicles. We've at one stage we've just got the sniper, and then a little bit further on we've got infected coming towards us. Yeah, and every time we try and move between the vehicles, the sniper will take a shot. So if we're too slow, you'll get hit by the sniper fire. But the infect there's more and more infected, and yeah, just just a really I just thought it was a really annoying. I could have done without it this was bit. Annoying. When I die, Joey you know gives you a little hint when you die. Like it's on the little hints. It said, "Watch out for the reflection. Don't move when you see the sni- the reflection, the sniper's reflection, or re- yeah, the reflection of the sun, the reflection I, of the I, sun I, in the scope." Mm. Did yeah. you see that? Yes, all the yeah. time. So I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't see it. Okay. Did so it help? I was just like, he's had a couple of shots. I'm off. Yeah. I'm same. Running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you had yeah. to move as when you saw the reflection of the sun in the scope. You had to move there. Oh, okay. Okay. Right after yeah. that, I guess. No, I, yeah. I was useless at this bit. Yeah. Got died, reloaded many times. It was yeah, much same. fun. So. Now, when did you guys work out, or did you guys at any point think to yourselves, ah? This is we know who the sniper is. I, I thought it was. Tom I didn't till get go. Did, did you? you? Yeah. I didn't. No, not until I later. didn't either. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Tommy until it was revealed as Tommy. Yeah, same. But, 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 yeah, same. It's a really, yeah, it's a really cool bit. Of we, we've we've established ten hours ago that Tommy was a great sniper when he lets Ellie have a go at trying to... And they're all talking about a sniper as well, aren't yeah. they? And, the, and, and we Tommy knew and, we knew yeah. Tommy was at the marina, didn't we? Because exactly. that's so when Jesse... It had to be Ellie him. It had to be him. <laughs> yeah. I, just didn't, I just didn't join the dots. Okay. You know, yeah. 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 It's just yeah. something that this game in Clever general, though, has been absolutely brilliant about, though, is just meshing together these different lives and stories and threads at various points and then 
everybody scatters to the wind and then you come back again at another point. I, I've absolutely loved that. I thought it was great. And yeah. then when it gets to the point where at whatever point it was, you realise that it was Tommy, you've then got the whole... You're then torn between whose side am I on? What yeah, am I trying yeah, exactly. to achieve here? You know, I obviously need to progress the story, but at the same time, that's Tommy. You know, it's it's very very well done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, eventually that you do you catch up to the to the sniper, and you go in like a little chase sequence, don't you? You can try and get off a shot if you you got a scoped weapon, but you can't hit him. Yeah. And then, like you say, it, it looks like you've got the shooter cornered. Um, the shooter comes out. Takes Manny out one shot in the head. Manny's, yeah, Manny's, Manny's down. I, I like Manny. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, I like Manny. Yeah, he's it's like Jesse earlier on. Just one shot. I didn't gone. like Jesse, but I like Manny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Abby gets to safety, and then um, and and she, and she realizes, don't she? We get like the same sort of oh fuck, and uh, that Ellie says when Abby confronts um, get when Ellie gets confronted by Abby at the end of Ellie's story. Yeah, Abby gets through the bar and gets confronted. This is when she gets confronted by the the shooter, and it's Tommy. And Abby's expression mm. was just yeah, brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. she look just looks like she's seen a ghost. Yeah, does she? Do you think she? She obviously does recognise him from Jackson. Then oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's she, what I thought she, as well. Told, she now understands what's going on. Yeah, feels like yeah. that way anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has a fight with with Tommy. And he ends up getting thrown overboard by by Abby, and then yeah, no meet. one, be- no one beats Abby. <laughs> no, no, he's a, it's not the first time he's going to get overpowered by Abby. Absolutely. Um, and then they make their escape on a boat over to the island. Uh, straight away, when we get to the island, we've got head through a through a, through a settlement. Uh, the scars have built basically on this island. They've just got like wooden huts, wooden houses, and settlements all over the island. Yara says there's roughly sort of a thousand people here and half of them are trained to fight. And we find out as well, obviously, that the, while we're there, the uh, the wolves are coming over to, to launch their, their attack. And we go through like the first settlement, which is this sort of logging area. Stealth, I managed to get through it stealthily for the most part. So I think I got near the buildings where you get to the exit. So you go through and you've got some buildings on the far side that you've got to get to to exit. I got spotted and then, yeah, just all hell broke loose. <laughs> there are a few sections, especially the first one, where you can't do it stealthily, can you? You need to just run for it at the end because there's so many people running, mm. walking around. I, I tried for the longest time to figure out a path that they were walking and take a few out. And, but there were so many people around that that building was it a barn or something you needed to yeah, it was run a barn, into yeah so in the end yeah. i just i just liked it and just ran straight in there with people shooting at me and yelling at me yeah, yeah. and we get a new uh, mechanic now as well so arrows can like penetrate i've don't i've not seen it up until this point where arrows like penetrate and you have to physically remove them using r1 I've not seen it up until this point. That happened right back when you first met the seraphites um oh, did way it really? way yeah, way way back when you very first when you first heard them whistling to one another. Yes, of course it did. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I, I think this was only the this was the next point in the game where this actually um, came into play. I hadn't actually been hit by yeah. that up until now again. So yeah. I don't remember this happening with Abby with Ellie. Yes, but not with Abby. Yeah, 
I, I know what you mean, Jim. Yeah, so when, you, when you've been shot, you yeah. have to pull it. And, and, it and your health will keep depleting until yeah. you remove that arrow, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is something that occasionally happens, but not not very often. Yeah, it just it just stuck out. I, I don't didn't remember seeing it happen, but like you say, we did, it did happen with Ellie earlier on in the yeah. game when we first saw the Seraphites. Yeah, when you clear the first settlement again, you see Isaac troops. They're they're attacking the island, and the distance they're all sort of coming over on the boats. It's great that sense of scale that that yeah. creates, isn't it? Yeah. That, that you're you you are just a little piece of. Yeah, much bigger thing going on here, and yeah. when you see the boats going in, you realise that yeah, it's hitting the fan, and, oh, yeah. and really, what you're doing is just an individual story in this. It's yeah, great and stuff. And then just within, I don't know, it feels like you're only what here a few hours, but it just escalates so quickly, doesn't it? And just yeah, it just goes complete chaos. Yeah, it's yeah, absolute chaos. Um, you go through a second settlement again. Stealth. I went through it pretty stealthily until the end. And I, this was my own fault now because they're not. I this is the bit where you start at the top of the hill, you go down, and then I think you've got like some wood. You've got a wood line on your right hand side, but yeah, on the left hand side there's loads of buildings. I pretty much got down right to the bottom without getting spotted, but then curiosity got the better of me, and I wanted yeah. to check the buildings <laughs> out. And then obviously yeah, I got caught, didn't I? All <laughs> yeah. hell broke loose when I was. You were feeling way too self confident. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Andy just killed everybody. Dead. dead, 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 hundred percent. No yep. questions asked. We don't care who you who you are. You <laughs> will die when you come across the killing machine, Andy. Yeah, exactly yep. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's the most efficient method. Just take them all out. I love this section <laughs> because there was a lot of high grass you could uh, crawl around in. Yep. So I, I got like most of them stealthily and then yeah. then just walked out of there because then with a few of them still walking around in the fields i think not noticing me did anyone yeah, that always feels good hmm? did anyone think it was odd so yara's obviously led to believe she's grown up her and lev have grown up in this um seraphite uh settlement they obviously not all the seraphites are bad yeah She's obviously grown up with families and made friendships, but she isn't appalled by Abby just basically going through and just Madder slaughtering everyone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't seem to, I don't seem to remember her making a comment on it. She just sort of goes, or he, he just goes with it. Or she, she just goes with it. Yeah. I think yeah, at, I at this point, she's used to the fact that they all tried to kill her. So <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I- I think you can come. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit like the the Abbey thing we were talking about earlier, where it just stretches credulity a little bit. Yeah. As you say, Jim, there's no way she would be, no matter what she thinks of those people who'd yeah, extradited her and Lev. There's mm. no way she would be. I mean, this is her home. Yeah. And you're basically just killing everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's silly. It's silly. But if it wasn't that, it'd be difficult because this bit you have to get through. And if there was nobody there around, it would be that'd also be soft as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You do when you go through this bit. We get to Yara and Leb's mum's um, sort of house or place, and when we get there, we find that um, the mums are being killed. And Lev is in the corner, and basically, Lev tried to. This is like a really sort of. Oh, you feel so sorry for him. He yeah. basically tried to talk to to his mum, and then she basically went for him, and, and he killed her in in self defence. 
and you yeah, yeah they say when we get there we, we find him just sort of cowering in, in the so corner he d- actually didn't even try to kill her he just pushed her away and she fell yeah, and hit she, her head yeah banged her head mm. yeah just awful isn't it mm. just yeah yeah and it, it's acted really well I'm not sure who plays Lev and Yara but the acting here is, is it's really good I mean it's not something you can relate to but it's just really believable no. like the performances are really believable yeah you just just kids on the you know I mean to, you yeah. just feel for them going, going through all that yeah after this so Lev's with us now um, he's he's so we've got Yara, Lev, and Abby now, and we're gonna basically head for Haven. Get the idea is we get a boat, we get off the island, and we basically just get out of there because it is going to hell pretty quick. The whole island's just going up with this big gunfight between the wolves and the Seraphites. Yeah. Were you guys at any, were you guys at any point thinking to yourselves, "Oh, just get on with it already"? I want to get back to the aquarium and see what happens. Come on, don't make me do more encounters. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that. I think that played a large part into why I played this part so quickly. I, I thought, yeah. it's, I would say that's true almost of, of this entire session that we've played since yeah, our last stopping point. See, yeah, it's like your classic Netflix series or whatever, where it takes you right up until the point you want to be at, and then goes back in time. And you're like, well, yeah. this is yeah, great, but can we just fast forward yeah. and get to this point? And <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in between, but ultimately, it is just you're you're treading water until you get back to the point where. For me, at least, where where you're really interested in seeing what happens, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's throwing a lot of stuff at us, isn't it? We've got the big crescendo coming up, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I was all about like, is this the last encounter now? Can we get to the boat? Can we get yeah. back to the aquarium? Yeah, yeah. Don't make me wait any longer. So we I've just got gunfire off going everywhere. We've got the rains lashing down again. We're going through more derelict buildings, and you go under this fence. Um, Yara goes off ahead but runs into a wolf. The wolf stabs her. So Yara gets stabbed and, and, and killed. The wolf recognises Abby and then the Abby takes out uh, the wolf uh, without killing him. Yeah. Abby then shields Lev as more wolves appear and shortly and then Isaac makes makes his appear reappearance. Yeah, it's brilliant that. Yeah. Yeah, really dramatic. Good. Such a dramatic entrance, isn't it? So and you just you just think, oh God, what's gonna happen now? Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Isaac gives her a three count to get away from Lev. Um or, or the scar as as he calls him. Abby says she's not moving. She stands up to him and says nope. Um he gets to three and then somebody shoots him. We get loads of gunfire, and then Abby and Lev make a break for it. Don't think we see the shooter, do we? I'm oh yeah, it's Yara. It's Yara. Yeah, yeah, it's Yara. So they're in death throws. Yeah. Did I miss that then? Yeah, I didn't pick that up. Either. No, it was Yara, definitely. Yeah, she's just oh, before cool. she. Yeah, that's her final act, really. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I'll have Interesting. To, yeah. yeah, I'll have to I replay that because I I didn't pick 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 up on that at all. Mm. Um definitely wasn't. I think then after she shoots him, somebody else actually shoots her because she's just like yeah, bleeding to death. I think, yeah. Yep. Nah. Yeah. Um after that they go into a building. Lev says uh they they were your people and then Abby sort of cut, cuts him off and says no that you're my people now. Basically just disowning a disowning the wolves and, and 
that's her saying, I'm no longer part of whatever it is they're standing for. And then it's back to getting back to the boats, basically to get off, off the island. There's a building we go through again, taking out wolves for the first time now as Abbey, we're against the wolves. Just yeah. after that, uh, we see this, we see the boats and it's all on fire. We go through yeah. a couple more buildings, clearing out wolves as, as we go. No stealth. We're just going hell for leather now. Um, and then Abby spots um, there's a horse sort of with a with a body being dragged by the horse. I think there's a leg caught in like one of the stirrups. So she she gets rid of that. She cuts the body away, and then we get this uh, stunning. I thought I really enjoyed this. This horseback section. So the yeah, player controls kind of thing, like yeah, it? the player's controlling the horse, the direction, and shooting as well. Um, I, yeah. I thought it worked okay. Mm-hmm. I, it was a similar sort of set piece to what we had with. Um, Ellie and Jesse in the first part, you know, where yeah. we were driving, and then Jesse puts the car into the in into the lake. Can't, yeah. I, th- I kind of felt it was like Abby's version of that, but I enjoyed it a lot more than uh, than I did Ellie's. Did Did you guys get to, in the lead up to getting on the horse? Because obviously, there's a big firefight there, isn't there? Mm. Between yeah, yeah, I've just sort of cut through. I mean, I was basically crawling around the feet. Of of the wolves and they were on the wiser. They were too busy fighting the terrorists. But I, I was literally crawling in front of them, <laughs> okay. and then and and then I got spotted. I was like, run, because <laughs> you got to run through the diner, haven't you? Yeah. But, uh, oh no, I was I was taking them out, which is this was a bit. Oh, were, made you, me, were you attacking them at this point? Yeah, yeah. This bit made me really glad that I fitted the scope to the rifle. Mm. Because I thought, I thought, how would you get through this with, without the scope? So, so yeah, I, I would be waiting for them to kill each other, on, and and then only a few would be left, and I'd kill whatever was left, and then move on. Ah, uh, okay. See, I just crawled through the grass, got to the point where it was close enough, and then as I ran through, uh, Lev was like, "Look, look, there's a horse," and then I just ran and got on it. So I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. Mm-hmm. I, d- I think it's that curiosity of supplies that always gets the better of me. Yeah, and yeah. you must, must open every drawer. Yeah. <laughs> um, we end up uh, back on foot. So after a building uh, that's on fire collapses, causes the horse to bolt, um, but we're nearly at the boats now. We're going through this last building that starts to collapse. Abby and Lev are in there trying to cross the rafters. Um, they they sort of end up get, they go to the they get to the ground. Lev gets manages to get out, but Abby gets sort of trapped by uh, the building as it's collapsing. Yes, and we get a fake sequences. get like a Metal Gear Solid fake death screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, where Abby's now trapped under the rubble, and we get this huge scar arrives and and starts to attack him. And I'm guessing this is the boss battle that he was referring to earlier yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Abby manages to get free. She picks up a scythe, and then we have this similar battle to what we had with Emily yeah. when we first met Yara and Lev. This battle uh, is so stupid. <laughs> I hate let me. It. I tell you what. Let, <laughs> I'll, we'll talk through the battle, and then we'll come back to mm. to the thoughts on it. So El- Abby. Um, nearly takes the guy's jaw off basically he's got, got barely no jaw uh, but he <laughs> yep. still keeps fighting yep <laughs> eventually abby grabs one of the arrows that lev's fired so lev's firing arrows as well um and then stabs him repeatedly in the face with it 
but this whole battle is done with like these sort of punching sections where you're dodging him swinging and all this sort of stuff yeah not a fan man it was so foolish I mean the stuff that you did to him he should have died three four five times during that battle it was so over the top and and he was just supposed to be a human if he'd been an undead I could almost board it that Mm. okay he could withstand just a little of this but it was so over the top and and, I mean he he should have fallen over dead at least four or five times by the end of this uh, battle and, and and it wasn't any fun like like the first time we had to do this with the yeah. the, the big uh, female scar it wasn't yeah, any fun yeah. so nah man yeah. I, I i could have been without that please yeah i kind of wonder why you know, it's that's about why they do stuff you know and it, it, this whole bit just feels like it's a bit of padding yeah uh, yeah, it's a bit of exactly. just making us do something before we can get to the bit that we all want to get to. Yep. Like this, this whole, this the whole section actually, from the point at which um, Yara dies, point of, I think from the point at which we we see Lev in his in the mum's house, I think what would have been better for me is if if it was just a cutscene of them getting back. To be honest, because this bit just felt like what just get into a boat. Yeah, it just felt unnecessary. No, I would have liked a cutscene to see what was going on, but mm. I mean, making our way through. I mean, I just legged it through all of the bits I could leg it through. I didn't didn't try and take anybody out. And then with the boss battle, it was just a repeat of the one for. But I agree with Matt. This guy reminded me of oh, that guy in uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo doesn't feel pain. Is it the girl with the dragon tattoo? One of those books. The guy does. It's like is he some kind of superhuman? What is this fella? Mm. I mean, he's like the great Carly from the WWE. I mean, why doesn't he feel pain? It's like he's not selling my moves at all here. I'm hitting him with a side and he's not selling it. Yeah. I didn't, no, I didn't get on with this whole section, actually. And it, it's not, for me, not the strongest part of the game at all. I think for, yeah, the main part of it that I took away was just that it, it was just trying to show you the horrors that these, these people are doing to each other. Mm. The mechanics don't quite kind of cash the uh, not, not, yeah. I mean, like the wolves and the seraphites, like fighting, and it's all on the wolves, isn't it? Is I mean, the, the seraphites are there, they're there at home, if you like being attacked by the wolves, they're giving as good as yeah. they get, give as good yeah. as you know they get, obviously. But I, I like yeah. the parts where you have to move through the environment when the seraphites and the wolves were fighting, and I love the the horseback riding because it was just an on rail section, it was easy, and it, it, it showed off this. this Battle frenzy, everything was burning, and that was actually really, really pretty in this game. Yeah, the graphics are incredible. But, but it, it should have just ended there. Let me ride all the way down to the water and jump onto a boat. That would have been a lot better. Yeah, and I really enjoy. I love the scene that you get when you when you get on the boat and you make your escape. And it just it just made me, you see this all the time, don't you? With this sort of scenario where mankind's just sort of not not content with nearly being extinct due to the due to the cordyceps the few that do remain are sort of waging war and killing each other yep because to disintegrate one another yeah yeah, yeah. and then like i say as you leave the whole island's just burning i totally agree with what you're saying chris in the sense that like for me the the whole section particularly from well actually pretty much on the island but really from when things kick off onwards it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe ending, really, isn't it? That's yeah. It's Michael Bay. It's, yeah, Michael Bay is in the hot seat here. Mm. It's the part that, for some reason, they feel obliged that need more what. lens flare, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But it felt there are parts of it that felt as though that's what they felt represents the end of a game. The it has to be 
on a bigger scale, you have to have flames that are getting bigger and bigger and higher and higher and yeah. surrounding you and all this sort of stuff. And then there, there has to be the boss battle. And I, I, I enjoyed the boss battle from the point of view that it's we'd already had that previous encounter, so you'd kind of learnt the mechanics, and then this one just mm. builds on that. But it was, I think it was more just the fact that you know it's just a very, very incredibly brutal encounter more than anything else. And purely from a game point of view, I thought it was actually. I, I find it quite an enjoyable boss fight, to be honest. But yeah. uh, it didn't necessarily it didn't fit in with the sort of the the grittiness and the the the, the real. I mean, we've commented on it previously. There's been a couple of occasions where uh, we've had you know enemies, human enemies, who we've um, had multiple headshots on, and they haven't died, or it's taken multiple headshots to kill them. And this was almost just a another iteration of that wasn't it where this this yeah. person could take a, a fair amount of punishment but if <laughs> just a bit yeah <laughs> but it felt as though i i was glad that this wasn't or hasn't formed the, the, the final part of the game i was quite glad yeah, that they too. got this part out of the way now because you think well hopefully from the it gets hopefully it gets a bit more subtle again from this point onwards so it was in yeah. some respects it was quite enjoyable it was good to see it it was in you know you take it for what it is or what it was but um i will be glad to see where we ultimately move on to from this point yeah yeah, yeah. And you just feel for Lev a bit, don't you? You know, he's he's basically just he's lost everything. He's lost his home. He's lost his mom. He's lost his sister. He's yeah, lost everything. Oh, I, I think if you take all of the the main characters we're focusing on and start to count up the losses by the end of it, <laughs> pretty much everybody's lost their nearest and dearest, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be I'll be quite honest. I'd pretty much forgotten about Lev at this point because we were on our way back to the aquarium and that is all I cared about. Yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> let's head back there then. So we um, we get we get to the aquarium. Um and yeah we know basically don't we we know what Abby's gonna find when she walks in. Um and she's about to be in Lev's shoes basically. Um and I loved when you go in you're retracing the steps that Ellie took. Yep. When yep. she was going through there. So you like yeah. you see Alice and then you see the room uh, where Ellie yeah. found the dog tags and then you go you go through in where you heard um Mel and Owen talking and then you go into the room and, and you see see the carnage that Ellie has left behind. Yeah. It's, we, it's brilliant. Yeah. And we said in the last episode, it was we, we did have some hope at the end of the last episode that Owen might have survived. We did. No, nope. no, we didn't. Nope. <laughs> it was short-lived hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go in, you go into the room, and you find Mel and Owen are both dead. Abby breaks down. Lev picks up um, Ellie's map, which she's left behind. And you just think, oh, bloody hell, Ellie, you would have got away with it. If yeah. you took the map with you, you would have gotten away with it. So yeah, because I thought about that. We speculated, we, we speculated, didn't we, in the last episode, how Abby yeah found mm. Ellie and that now, now we know. It wasn't she didn't track her. Ellie left a map. Yep. So, are we all here? <laughs> and I, I, I've got a feeling that you see that in the cutscene as well. When Tommy come, having thinking about it retrospectively, I think when Tommy comes and grabs her and picks her up and takes her away, I, I, I I've got a feeling that during that cutscene you saw her drop ah, the map. She drops the map. Ah, Could would be. make sense. Could be. I'm, I'm uh, almost sure you do see that. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll have to go back and have a look at that. Yeah. When um when you uh, Lev 
shows uh, she gives Abby the, the uh, he, he gives Abby the, the map and just that look on Abby's face it's like oh yeah. no yeah she it's an amazing I mean not just the acting performance but the way they I mean we talked about the facial animations before but how the facial animation conveys like the horror of what she's seen the despair of losing her friends but then the pure lust for revenge that comes across her it's like all those feelings that woke that she had when she wanted revenge on Joe, but times 10 in yeah. that moment. She's so angry. Yeah. It's so well done. It, unlike anything I've ever seen in a video game yeah. in terms of conveying emotion. Yeah. So good. But it's also great, I think, how quickly it moves on to the next scene. And I think this is what you were talking about, Chris, is that I think there's yeah. probably, there's, po- there's there's points in the game where they could have done this, they could have done this a wee bit more and the, mm-hmm. the, the game wouldn't have been worse for it, I don't think. There's there's a few sections that we could have just jumped forward to the next stage and it would have been just yeah. as good. Rather yeah, than perhaps, then having you perhaps. sort of going following the map to well yeah i i I thought i thought for a horrible minute am i are we about to retrace our steps all the way back here but uh thankfully not yeah yeah the next scene is basically abby stood outside the theater they get in using a ladder again there's no no more cables throwing cables out of windows or anything thank god otherwise i would have had to look (laughs) on a walkthrough (laughs) (laughs) there's a ladder around the side of the building they find the wi- there's an o- window open so earlier on in the game we took a cable out and plugged it into the generator on the roof and there's we left the window open and that's how Abby's going to get in to the theatre she goes down the stairs and sees Tommy she approaches him from behind drops him pretty quick with like a, a knee in the back of the uh, to the back of his knee um, Jesse and Ellie run in Jesse like we see we saw earlier he gets shot straight away and then Tommy's got the gun on his head and it's replaying that ending that we saw from Ellie day three, just bringing it all back. After Afterwards, Ellie throws a gun. Abby goes to shoot her, but Tommy stops her. And then Lev uh, shoots Tommy. So Tommy's gone now. So that's Joel, yeah. Tommy. They're, yep. they're, yeah. they're both gone, yeah. Um, No, sorry. Lev shoots Tommy in the leg and then Abby shoots Tom Tommy in the in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um Tommy's not coming back. He's not coming back from that. And at this no. point, for the first time in ages, I was like, right, come on Ellie. Like kill kill Abby and let's get out of there. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was the I was the opposite. I was like, let's was get Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interested. So I was I was really? I was thinking that none of them would die here. But uh see I was I w- at this point, I was thinking both of these are going to yeah, die. Yeah, both or none. That's, that's actually so that's where I was as well. <laughs> neither of them are going to walk out of here. But that moment when Ellie runs off and you have, you know, when you get when you get control of Abby, mm. I I found it stupid. I, I found it really difficult to to shoot at Ellie. Really? Yeah. It's so interesting. I was actively trying yeah. to hit Ellie. If, if it was possible within the game's mechanics to have shot and killed Ellie during that encounter, I would have been happy. That That's what I was trying to do. Mm. Really? Yep. Man. I was no, really I, I was really angry with Ellie by this point. Oh, no, because, I, yeah, once, once I, I was like, I don't know, I almost felt, felt like cheated almost by Abby. I was just starting to warm in, warm to her. And then when then Tommy went her... down, that was like, yeah. for me, that was, I was a bit like, no, that you've crossed a line now. I am well and truly back in Camp Ellie. 
Yeah. Mm, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I was, I was also trying to kill Ellie, definitely. And I found the boss fight here kind of silly and not much fun, really. But the mm. silly part uh, was that wh- Ellie is huge. She's so strong. The first time she picked, not Ellie, Abby, sorry, is huge Abby. and very, very strong. The first time she picks up Ellie and actually hits her, that should have been the end of the battle. She shouldn't have to do that three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bit gamey, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? When it's, Tiny uh, little Ellie gets hit in the face by Abby. She should go down. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's tough to know what would have been the best way of doing this encounter. I was thinking about it afterwards and I was thinking what would I have been satisfied with in terms of what I get control of and what you get agency over. Mm. I didn't really come up with an answer to be honest. I'm not sure there would have been they had to obviously they had to have a fight and you had to have control over it and so it's really how how you go about implementing that i i couldn't think of a good way of actually doing it that i would have been satisfied with mm. i don't think so i've yeah i've been thinking about it afterwards and the only real ways you could do it where you're controlling abby for a little bit then you control Abby, uh, ellie for a little bit and you swap between the two mm. yeah this yeah, is one good way well. of doing it possibly yeah because you, you know both of the mechanics so well by that point that it'd be quite it'd be really actually quite interesting quickly swapping back and forward between the two and trying to use them both to their best effect yeah another way would have possibly you're gonna need canonical is that the right word you're gonna need like a canonical ending to Mm -hmm. it but if it had given you a choice of saying right who do you want to play as now do you want to play as ellie or do you want to play as abby doesn't matter in the long in the long run because both die or neither die. Do you know what I mean? The ending's going to be the same, but if they give you a choice of which one, which yeah, side you, do you want to take? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I quite enjoyed the battle in, in the sense I enjoyed it in that I didn't enjoy it and I feel like I wasn't meant to enjoy it. Like, similar to the end of The Last of Us 1, I felt like at this point, in my mind, I'm playing the baddie here. Because this, in my eyes, Abby had again become quite strongly the baddie, and I quite like that feeling of 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 playing the baddie. So, how, how did you so, become the baddie so quickly? Just for shooting Tommy? Yeah, well, I've always, I think I said on the last episode that I've always had my feet, or at least kind of one and a half feet in Campelli, okay. because I didn't ever feel like, although kind of the Abby character, they you know, dumped a lot on us in that shorter space of time we'd spent 40 odd hours in ellie's company we'd mm. watched her grow up we'd been there when she's been through all the stuff she'd been through i never ever got that same kind of connection with with abby okay. and then when i seen abby and ellie confronted again i know who i wanted to control i wanted to be controlling ellie and i wanted to be killing abby okay but the fact that it kind of played with my emotions and that it put me in the shoes of Abby, and obviously everyone's mileage will vary here depending on how you feel about the story, but because it put me in the shoes of Abby, to my mind, I'm playing the baddie and I'm doing every single press of that button was exactly the opposite of what I really wanted to be doing, but that's the game, right? So you've got to play the game. But it made me feel wrong it did make me feel sad, but it, it, I was enjoying it thinking, oh, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be doing this. And, I got, and then I think they're both going to die. And it, how is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm. Which means that both of them will die. Mm. And you're just waiting for that big, big, big conclusion. I think for me... And then it kind of doesn't happen. And it's like, oh, have they fudged it? 
I'm I'm not... wondering if there's a reason for this though. I'm wondering if okay, there's a reason. That? I'm wondering if there's a reason why they've given us control of Abby at this point because I I, I suspect probably off the back of the first game. I would have thought probably if you were to do a straw poll, the majority of people would back Ellie and prefer Ellie and want to control Ellie and want Ellie to win that fight. Mm. And I wonder if by not giving you an outcome now, obviously we've got one last session left to do it. I wonder if that's deliberate. I wonder if there's going to be... Because it's just, it's too inconclusive. Mm. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the mechanics of this this sort of climatic battle, if you like, you, you play uh, Ellie is, is hunting Abby, and then the idea is you you like in um, like you you backstage in, in this in this theatre. The idea is you you got to sort of sneak up on on Ellie, and then that will trigger like a, a like a quick time event almost where Abby will fight. Ellie, there's three stages to it, each one getting a little bit more difficult as you sort of move on. Ellie's going to start laying traps for Abby by by the end of it. Um, yeah, as, as you're going along, Ellie's dropping sea bombs and cursing and all sorts as you're as 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 you're hunting her. Yeah, and I yeah, I genuinely thought Abby was was going to kill her. I thought like this this part. Yeah. I think mechanically, I didn't appreciate this boss fight at all. I, th- I thought it was crap. Um, the, the the mechanics of the actual boss fight, but mm. narratively, I loved it. I I was probably mostly in camp Abby at this point. I still really like Ellie as well, so uh, I was excited and conflicted, of course, running around <laughs> trying to trying to kill Ellie. But I was also certain that. I was, I was, I don't know why, but I was certain that I wouldn't kill Ellie at this point. I, I, I would, I would have thought that maybe Abby would have died or none of them would have died. So, yeah. Just, just so there's a bit that I've missed that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Just before you start fighting Ellie, um, back, backstage, there's a bit where you sneak up on her, um, and Ellie gets bit by Abby. Uh, Ellie bites Abby. Okay. And do we think there's going to have? Do you think that's going to have any sort of? She bites her on the same place where as Ellie's got got originally got bit. Now she's got yeah. the tattoo over her arm. Do we think that's going to have any sort of cordyceps related impact or anything? Or I didn't even consider that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't mm-hmm. know. But Abby has kissed others, though, hasn't she? Ellie. Ellie. Sorry, Ellie yeah. has kissed yes. um, yeah. Dina and others. So. But we've not seen her bite anyone, have we? No. No, could be. I mean, she does have the cordyceps kind of in her, doesn't she, mm. Ellie? Yeah, just uh, it's just something I, I wondered whether that sort of showed it on her arm, this, this bite on her arm. Mm. Um, and, I, yeah, I just wonder, maybe, 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 I don't know, maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Um, but, yeah, sorry, back, uh, the, if anyone talk about the mechanics of the, the, the bot, I found it all a little bit anticlimactic, really. Yeah, it's um, gamey, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 too, you know, I agree with Mads. I mean, it, mechanically, I mean, it, it's just gamey. Yeah. You know, the, the rule of three, you have to do things three times. It gets a little bit more uh, difficult. And Ellie didn't really seem like Ellie in this battle. She was just no maniacal little demon-like child. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of Ellie, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, where's badass Ellie gone? She's now creeping around, planting little bits of explosives. Yeah, jumping around, yeah, looking yeah, a bit like did. Gollum or some like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> bit weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it feels like it kind of has to be though. I mean, they're going to make. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe it's a bit lazy mechanically. I don't know. Could they have made it more interesting rather than a just a three-stage typical kind of boss battle? And any. You know, you've got to be when you're sneaking up behind her. You've got to be exactly behind her. If you're not, then she'll turn around and spot you. It's just arbitrary. Mm. Yeah. The only thing I can think, again, thinking about it afterwards, is that they were going for that that fight against David from the first game. Yeah, that wasn't much fun. Which either, was, was which it? was similar in that we were creeping around, trying to sort of creep up on him and then attack him without him yeah. knowing where we were. But that works because. We didn't like David. Mm. And Ellie's a child and David was an adult with a gun. Yeah. 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 And given that this doesn't actually form the finale of the game, would you have been True. happier to have seen something? Would you have been happy to have seen a cutscene here? Or did, would you still want to have played something here? I think it's still powerful having to try to beat Ellie. Yeah. I mean, make, yeah. So I think narratively, yeah. I, 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 I liked it. I thought it made sense. And it, it's mm. definitely something that's me meant to make you feel conflicted right yeah 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 i think i made sense of the narrative as well in my to my mind that when i was i was i when i first switched it off i was disappointed that none of them died i thought well that's a fudge no none of them died that's that's rubbish but then the more i thought about it the more i thought well you know, we talked uh, we talked before about the cycle of violence and how you know one act just breeds another act and begets yeah. more violence and more violence. What Abby's done here actually is she's broken the cycle of violence in some ways. I mean, she okay, she's killed Tommy, but the fact she didn't kill Ellie and well, let she Ellie went live, well, she nearly didn't. So let's let's talk about about that. So after the third confrontation, yeah. Abby manages to overpower Ellie, and then she's about to kill Ellie when Dina comes in. Yeah, she fights with Abby, but obviously she's sort of she's no match for 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 Abby. Lev shoots Dina with a bow, and we're thinking, oh no, not again. Um, I thought, oh no, like Dina's gonna Dina's gonna yeah. get it here. Um, Abby again, she's made short work of her, and she's just about to cut Dina's throat. Um, and even even though like Ellie says. Like manages Ellie's like just been beaten to a pulp. She, she manages to say, you know, stop. She had nothing to do with it, and, and she's pregnant. And then Abby just sort of cuts her with a good. And you're yeah. like, oh no, Abby, you just managed. You've gone through all of this. It looked like you was just sort of putting everything behind you, and you just sort of gone full circle. But then Lev calls out to Abby, and and he makes a stop. Um, yeah. And. And then Abby says to Ellie that if she, she ever sees her ever again, then which basically says, you know, I don't want to ever see you ever again. And then we leave, well, as it cuts away, we're basically left with a scene of, of Ellie and, and Dina looking a real mess on the floor. Yeah, Ellie has like, been absolutely owned as, yeah. she, as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the end of like the story for, for Seattle Day 3. But it doesn't really, it doesn't come up and say like... No. 
end of day three or anything like that. Then it cuts into the farm and goes into the epilogue, yeah. doesn't it? But yeah. So again, again, narratively, I love that. I love the fact that, of course, Abby had snapped again because she just watched uh, the man she loved and the very pregnant Mel that uh, she probably still likes, even though she's uh, <laughs> treating her really badly, uh, have been killed by Ellie. So, so of course she snapped again. But I love the yeah. fact that, that Lev, who is the symbol of Abby's hope for a future, for being a better person, is there just and, and only needs to just say her name. And then, then she, I, I, I get the feeling if he wasn't there, she would have killed both uh, Ellie and, uh, and Dina. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think, you know, she was also acting purely on instincts at that point as well. Yeah, exactly. She's fighting for her life. The red mist has descended and. She's just falling back on all this years of training that yes. she's been using and living off effectively. So, yeah, I, I think it's wrong to say you can kind of forgive somebody so easily for what she was potentially about to do. But I think within the circumstances, it was perfectly justified that she was basically being she just saw that as another enemy or opponent or yep. whatever, or yep. somebody that was threatening her life at that point. But, yeah, I think it was quite telling how quickly she was able to step back from that when yeah. Lev intervened. It showed some progress, at least. And, of yeah. course, her saying good when she heard that Dino was pregnant is a reference to Mel. But, so, yeah. 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 It's interesting, like, listening to you guys talking about it. I think I have definitely now come full circle on it. I mean, yeah, when I first reached off, if we could recorded this the day after I, I played it, I would have said, oh, that was rubbish. You know, they should have... Someone should have died. How can they... How can they let that confrontation play out the way they did? But I think now listen to what you guys are saying about, I think, Madge, you're right. You know, Lev Lev is the vision of the future for Abby. And I think Lev Lev brings Abby out of that soldier-like instincts. And mm. actually, no, I think it's actually quite a brave narrative choice mm. to yeah. keep them both alive and make it almost feel anticlimactic to some extent. But yeah. obviously, we don't know what's going to happen next, of course. Oh. But yeah, now that we know Abby is in Abby's mind now, I'm I'm assuming she's gone away thinking, well, I've I didn't I didn't exact revenge, so I've broken the cycle of revenge, and now that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think Abby will think that. Yeah, Abby's the one who's more capable of thinking that. I think. Yes. Yeah, that's Abby. <laughs> now, what Ellie thinks, of course. <laughs> well, well, this is it, isn't it? Where where does it go now? Because where do where do Abby Ellie where do Abby and, and Lev go? I presume. They go looking. They follow what the fireflies lead that that Owen wanted yeah, wanted I to think do. So. But let's yeah. see. I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I'm afraid actually of playing the last part. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also afraid because I, I found this ending really good, and, and I've I, I've loved yeah. the narrative to this point. It could actually just end here for me. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm afraid <laughs> that they can do nothing but actually mess it up a bit for me now. But yeah. let's see. Mm. Let's see what happens. Well, I I think it's probably quite important that we that we almost ring fence their our experiences up until this point because it's been such a good game it's been yes. incredible oh, yes. it's been so yeah. good so I, I see that you know whatever happens for better or worse whatever happens in this final few chapters is I'll take it for what it is but I, I, I'm not going to let it really try and detract from if it's not if it doesn't if it's not the ending that I wanted I'm not going to let it detract from everything that I've I've played and enjoyed up until this point because it's been absolutely it's been one of my best gaming experiences. It's been absolutely fantastic, yeah, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah, been great. yeah. Great. I, so fingers crossed. I do like that they're they're both still alive. Actually, I, yeah, it does feel a bit anticlimactic, but 
and it, and it feel it does feel like there's more story to come. It I think like there's more. I think like I think there's part of a trilogy. There's I, there's there's one last twist to come. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure there is. And I, I oh, think yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have that. Well, we've still got. Th- I mean, we've still got three chapters. Okay, two of those are just purely narrative. We've got the farm, and then we've mm. got. Well, I, I won't say what the chapter name is because it makes it for those who don't know, and if people don't know, I won't spoil anything. Um, but we've got one at least, you know, chapter of gameplay. So there's going to be something. This isn't the end of the game. Mm, yeah. Um, but, but I agree with Andy. I mean, f- for me, it's one of, yeah, certainly, certainly one of my favourite action games that I've played, for, for sure. I mean, the best artistic, technically the best, not artistically, but technically, for me, the, the best I've ever seen. Uh, and how it sustains it now? What are we? Thirty six, thirty seven hours into the thing? Mm. You know, it just the the detail for that length of game, and the fact that they still put every ounce of effort into every second of cinematic gameplay, even when you're thirty eight hours in. I mean, there'll be a lot of people who just never will have seen this because a lot of people just wouldn't stick around with the game for that yeah. long. Yeah. Um, so I'm very grateful to them for making it, and I can't wait to see how it ends. So you say yeah. this is the best action game for me. This is the best narrative game. The action parts are okay, stealth parts are even better. But this is the best narrative game I've ever played. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, right now, now especially it feels after like the first anyway. <laughs> with with both games, especially when you think about how much time by the time we've played both games that we've invested in these characters yeah. and it's coming yeah. to an end and you know there's a real yeah. bittersweet there's a real bittersweetness to that as well um yeah. but i'm not going to dwell on that like i say i am just going to go and take these last this play, take this last play sessions that comes and yeah. let you know yeah. let the, the 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 chips will fall where they may yeah it's one of those isn't it because You'll never get that first playthrough of no, this ever, ever again. And I as know. much as I want to know, I want to see where it, where it ends, how it ends. I know when it does, it, that's it. it yeah. That's it. That's that's. Over. But also, I, I think we've been so lucky that we have managed to play both games without any of it being spoiled for us. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's been a huge thing. That yeah. here yeah. we are, all this time later, having done one full playthrough, just about to finish a second full playthrough over quite a prolonged period of time and we're still none wiser as to how it's going to wrap up that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. and it's brilliant that we're all in the same boat as well so none of us know how it's going to end we're all we're speculating it's been fun to actually go back and listen to our old episodes on this yeah and listen to what we thought would happen and how we've kind of predicted and how basically none of us have been right about anything mm. but <laughs> par for the course yep yeah. <laughs> it's fun to do it of course and I'm sure none of us know what's in store for the last couple of chapters, and I I, I agree with Andy. I think there's a trick up their sleeve yet in this game. Yeah. I think they're gonna throw a curveball. Yeah, Joe Joe wasn't dead. <laughs> I think there's somebody. He was, his, he was his twin brother all along. <laughs> I, exactly. There's there, there's somebody somewhere in the mix who is not able to let things lie. I think, and you know, on the evidence we've seen so far. If you had to pick between the two, who would be happy to sail off into the sunset and leave the past behind? That's Abby, and oh, the, yeah. And, yeah, and, and the yeah. one who will initially think that they're okay with that, but as the weeks and the months go by, think, nope, I just I'm not that person. That's Elliot, and mm. yeah, I agree yeah. as to whether or not that what what that kind of how you know what that sort of transpires in terms of events will. 
We shall see. No, I don't want to. Or, the I mean, last part. Let's just stop here. Can we just stop here? Horizon Zero Dawn next yeah, we'll just, we'll just, <laughs> no, we'll just, no, no. We'll just never know. <laughs> Will we come this far? <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of it will come down to, do you think Dina survives? Dina and the baby survives? Well, yeah, I think, I yeah. think they will. You think sure. so? Yeah. yeah. It was just the arrow wasn't in any like critical part, was it? It was in the, in the arm or some of that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in. I think it was in a leg or something. Okay, could be. Hmm. Well, we know. No, but you it, just think from the point of view, like just the the, the trauma, the, the the toll that will have taken her body with the blood loss, oh, yeah. everything of the stress, everything with being pregnant. Mm, okay, yeah. You know, but is get, it the case to get to the point where you can save it, Andy? You you see that the the baby's there. Say again, sorry. So, so you to get to the to get to the point when you can next save the thing after that the climactic moment, you get that little bit of story on the following the following chapter, and uh, the, am I? I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for you, but there's a baby there. The baby survives. Chris, I think you're spoiling this for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's to get to the point where you can save again. So I, I saw that as well, but I didn't want to spoil it for Andy because I'm a good guy, Chris. I've not seen Dina. I've not seen Dina, but the baby definitely lives. Yes. Okay. It does. I wonder if I switched it off too early at this point. I may <laughs> have to. You might have corrupted yourself. Oh, you'll have to Can do you the fight again. That. You'll have to do that <laughs> backstage imagine? fight again. You better right, start this... now, Andy. You've got 36 hours to play. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start it up as soon as we're finished just to double check. Because from what you were saying, Mads, that's what I do. I always let it run ahead to yep. to play through a cutscene. Then you should have seen it. out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. She picks the baby up out of a crib. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris, go easy on the spoilers. This is <laughs> and not... Then, and then Joel walks in and Tommy walks in and they all have a big party. <laughs> and it was all just a dream. Yeah. This is not ringing any bells. I was either very tired when I played it or I have not seen that yet. So I'm going to have to go and check this. <laughs> Well, we'll find out what happens. Up Jim so Andy yeah. can put him out of his misery. <laughs> yes. yeah. We'll find out what happens... Um, in episode 29, which I'm guessing will be a pretty sharpish turnaround. Just a short um, one. Yeah, just in one of our <laughs> one of short, this, legendary this short, short episodes. Well. So, uh, yeah, episode 29 is is basically going to play from uh, the end of day, Abbey Day 3 to, to the end of the game. Yep. And we will then sort of cover the epilogue wrap-up and, and our overall sort of thoughts of the game. And anyone else got anything to add before I take us... One thing, Nintendo have just announced an easy mode for Metroid Dread. Oh, brilliant. Seriously? I've got like Sweet. two bosses. Two I can bosses buy it left. now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jim. Yeah. After all that, they've just announced an easy mode. <laughs> <sighs> I've got that to watch now. Mm. So, And on that note. 40 minutes in. Um, right, yeah. So you can find our back catalogue, links to the Discord, to Twitter and everything else over on our website at playthroughpod.com. We are on Twitter uh, at playthrough underscore pod. And we're also on Facebook where you can find us just by searching playthrough pod. Gentlemen, thanks as ever for your, for your time. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. And let's go finish the last of us too. No, let's, go let's do it. I, I need to sleep. Bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> all. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you.